and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. Dude, it's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, Kyle, before we get into any football, how are you, my friend? I'm great, man. Like I said, uh, Giants week only comes around once every couple of years. And when it does, it's extra juice for me. Uh, you know, it got to the point in the game where I was just trying to be okay with, man, we lost to the Danny DeVito New York Giants. Uh, I was just trying to be okay with it, but it was really hard to stomach. And the fact that we came back and beat them in that game, and just to see all the Giants fans crying, you know, to watch watching the YouTube live streams of the Giants team afterwards and seeing all the players despondent and stuff, you know, watching the videos of, you know, the Giants fans that are doing this stupid crap, celebrating in the stadium, and then they're crying afterwards. That was glorious. That made my day. And, you know. So I'm doing pretty good right now. You're just you're just here to hold my water. <laughs> it's a little bit of inside job. I don't know if you saw that comment yet, Kyle. We had some somebody talking shit the other stream on on uh, or about about you on the other stream. So I, I had to I had to throw it out there. So Kyle, wait, Kyle's a water holder. Oh, someone said that. I didn't even. You're a water that. holder. You're a water holder for the show. So no, I just I, I have to uh, to. Come well, it's out called blitz. Blitz for a reason. I don't exact know. opposite. Kyle. Kyle carries the show. Kyle carries the show. So we always appreciate Kyle. But new setup. Who you said that? Up. I want to know who said it. I don't know. Freaking, it's gonna be you know John David one two eight seven eight nine three four five. You know, of course, somebody it's one behind of those the screen. Guys. Yeah, somebody behind the screen. But new setup. Um, I'm looking to improve a lot of the uh, audio and video quality. Um, the video quality is not nothing yet, but I'm gonna get a camera. Uh, new mic coming, Kyle. Um, this thing behind me is gonna get hung up. The picture is gonna get hung up. Uh, another thing is gonna get hung up. So. We're having a bunch of improvements uh, as uh, prompted by Ryan Delaney from Jets Talk, who looking at his setup, I'm like, I got to step up my shit. So first step in stepping up my shit. First stream from the new office, Kyle. So you should feel del delighted that you're part of the of the first stream for the office. So, um, but yeah, with that with that game too, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't go. I was supposed to actually go with my wife and my brother-in-law and my sister. Thank God I did not go to that game, Kyle, because... There were certain points in that game, man, where it was just brutal to watch. And it's like, oh, don't worry. It's just one score. I'm like, have you fucking seen this team score? Like, when do you see this team score? And then, like, the penalties, dude, the the Clemens offside, yeah. the JJ penalty. Um, I don't know about you, Kyle, but at the end at the end of the game, I was screaming at my TV, uh, Quincy Williams at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw what I did, but after that screen pass that uh, that is blown up by Q and, and Quincy, Quincy stands in Barkley's face. And he's jumping up and down, staring in his eyes. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, we know there's taunting penalties in the NFL. 
and he's standing there after already getting two um two 15-yard penalties and you're going to stand there and jump in the dude's face in overtime and what if it's a 15-yard penalty and now they get a Wait, first Quincy down got two in this game i know he got the one on um wandale robinson what was the second he got the, the one where he was getting blocked by the offensive lineman and he swung at him he like hit him in the face oh, i forgot about that one Okay, yeah, so we swung at a guy. He got a penalty for that. And then he gets the penalty on Robinson, which is a bang-bang play. That one I understand. But then after all of that to happen, now you're going to jump in a guy's face after a screen is blown up and hopefully not get a taunting penalty. But I was screaming at my TV. And, like, my dog is sitting there. He's like, yo, you're usually, you know, pretty chill here. And he's looking at me like I just murdered somebody. So I'm like, tell my dog to relax. You know, my wife's, like, pissed at me because I'm fucking screaming at the Jets. So I'm kind of happy I wasn't there. Shitty conditions, all that. Um, Obviously, you know, a win is a win. Um, and I and I get that, but at a certain point, you want to see some of these wins be maybe a little bit easier. You know, should we have almost you know, barely squeaked by the Giants with you know Dane Devito, not Dane Devito, Tommy Devito, where his name is at at quarterback? You know, no. You know, should we have should we have been in a situation where worse the Broncos they had the ball with a touchdown to to win it type of type of situation in that game? No, I don't think they should have been. So there's some situations where they got to clean up some of their shit, and that's what we'll uh, we'll, we'll discuss. Um, but Kyle did break that he is going to the, the Chargers game, Kyle, ne- ne- next week. So got to be excited about that because there were some other people on the other stream saying that you just don't want to go because you don't want to spend the money. So Kyle, people are coming at Kyle in the last couple of weeks. Um, I appreciate it somewhat, but not, not not too much. Don't don't go too hard on Kyle. Uh, it's all in the script. It's, it's, it's all going to work out for a Super Bowl. Hey man, listen. Like, could 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 you have written a script like this in Hollywood, Kyle? Would they even accept your script? And they said, "Hey, we're gonna get this quarterback after all of these years of despair. He's gonna tear his shit in week one, four snaps in, and then he's gonna come back in week eighteen to beat the Patriots, to send the Jets to ten and seven, to go on a, a historic Super Bowl run and and win the Super Bowl. What was it, thirty-one to to twenty against the Niners, like McCall Hardman predicted? Who, by the way, it's not. Who, by the way, by the way. Everybody was talking shit about the Jets last week in terms of McCall Harbin. He had like one punt return for 40 yards. Did anybody talk about the muff punt return that McCall Harbin had? You fumbled the ball away this week? I didn't hear about it a lot. Just saying. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. Weird. Funny how that works sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, if – I mean, Rodgers is like a he's already cemented as one of the greats of all time. But – you know, when you start to get into that multiple Super Bowl territory, I mean, he, his stats already speak for themselves. I mean, like he's got, in terms of quarterback rating, it's like right up there as like one of the highest, uh, lowest uh, interception uh, ratio. Um, there's a lot to be desired there with his playoff record. But if he were to win a Super Bowl, coming off a torn Achilles, um, you know, I mean, like that's just, that's magical stuff right there. And, you know. It's hard to say he's not like, you know, two or three after that. I mean, like, he'd have to get really serious consideration. I mean, Brady, you know, it's going to be hard for anyone to, like, really overtake Brady. You know, and, like, if it's just, you know, rings and stuff, obviously Montana's there as well. But, uh, you know, there's nobody here who's going to say that Rodgers is not more talented than either of those players and stuff, too. So, it's just – it's a fun conversation. And in terms of what you're saying about scripts and things like this, I mean, like, it, man, it would just be so cool for Jets fans, man. Like, anyway, I don't think I have we deserve to it. say about that. We, oh, we, we, des- we deserve it. Do we deserve it? Yes. But no, um, we, do, it, dude. we do. We do. At, at a certain point, at a certain point, Kyle, like, I was sitting there, um, and even, like, with the whole Roger stuff and him coming and the hard knocks and stuff, I'm like, I don't want to buy too much into it. But then I'm like, at a certain point, every single fan base has that moment where they turn around the Cubs win the World Series or the Red Sox or – 
whatever team it may be that breaks that streak. I was like, listen, it's been already 13 years, the longest drought in sports, all this shit. Nothing can go wrong. Like I, I was kind of like letting that trickle in. Like nothing can happen. Like we'll be fine. Don't don't be so such a pessimist. Fucking four, four, four snaps. And I'm like, okay, this this shit. Like we're just tested to 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 an all time level here, our new level. So and there's um, like there's obviously there's like what 12 or so teams or something like that that haven't ever won a Super Bowl, but yeah. um, but then there's a good amount of those teams that have at least been to one. But then when you look at some of those teams that either haven't been to one at all and it's like okay well the jaguars the texans i think are two teams that come to mind but they haven't been in the league nearly as long as the jets so i mean when you start to think about it like that i mean like the jets i mean like it's a really long drive not even being to a super bowl right like at least the bills despite having four losses have been to some in recent memory like the falcons came close would you rather would you rather win none or go to four and lose all four (laughs) uh Mm, good question. Uh, I think there is something still pretty cool for going to four in a row. And I think a lot of Bills fans take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Uh, I know certainly that my brother as a Bills fan has used that as a talking bragging point. So I think that you'd rather go to four as much as painful as that could be. And as yeah. much as people like to dunk on them for that. Hey, you know, there is something to be said for winning a conference championship, I guess. I proved just talking about Super Bowls and when the Jets eventually get there. I proved my point to my wife this weekend that, um, if the Jets were ever to be in the Super Bowl, uh, I cannot be around other functional human beings. Like I need to be with a bunch of psychopath Jets fans because the way I was lo- losing my shit to the Giants, you know, week seven, week eight, whatever it is, uh, she she recognizes that I cannot be around people now. Um, yeah, and the, and the Super Bowl is such a casual thing. It's like you know the yeah. people who don't watch football all year will watch the Super Bowl, and yeah. I agree with you. You know, I'm yeah. sure that there'd be a bunch of people that want to watch it with me too. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blitzcrew says uh, five dollars super chat, which we appreciate. Which Kyle says has said for two months now that he's gonna log in in the next stream. He's gotta. Be I able can't to get- log in without you. That's the problem. <laughs> he's got. He's got to prompt me. He's got to shoot me a text or something. I don't. I don't know. I'm busy doing a bunch of other stuff. So he says, curious your your thoughts if if issue more hack or more more Zach versus Hackett play calling. Uh, hack death was not great, but it seems better to me when playbook expanded. I'm about expanded. It's just like there are certain situations where I'm not loving Hackett's play calling. There's obviously there's a game where it's a run run pass. There's a um, you know this game you have third and one situation you go empty. It's like what are what are we doing here? Um, then there was multiple other times where during the game you know like even on that play where um, where Brees dropped that that ball in the flat, that play was just four verticals and a checkdown. And there's a play earlier on like a couple of drives before that where it's just four verticals and a checkdown. So. There's not a lot of creativity, and I'm not I'm not one of those guys that say, okay, let's just do a reverse, let's just throw out some generic creative type of stuff. But you don't really see a lot of like um, like uh, functional pre snap motion that like actually builds into something. You don't really see a lot of like you know rubs or clear outs or like divides or scissors or there's not a lot of creativity. Again, in in, in half the habit situations, you're just running four verticals versus a team who's blitzing a lot. It's like how does that make sense? So. Um, I would say it's a combination. I know a lot of people just want to put it on one thing or the other. I, I think it's it's a lot of Hackett. It's a lot of Zach. And there's also the problem of every time we get into the red zone, there's a false start. There's a holding. There's a drop pass. There's something else. So, And, and all of that being also, I want you to also note that the fact that the Jets have played a lot of hard defenses, right? Like we're not going to have a stretch like this again where you're playing the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills, the Pats, the Cowboys, 
the Giants who have a good defense. So there's going to be a point where they're going to see some some lesser defenses and score some more points. And even in this game, Zach threw for what, like 250 or something like that? I think it was 240. Um, but like, look at the game, you know, last week or with the Eagles game, where we get into the into the red zone and there's an illegal blindside block on Lazard. Like, could that have been a touchdown? So I think it's legitimately a a a combination of Zach, of Hackett, and of of penalties, and that's not necessarily a good way to answer it because maybe you just want that one person. Um, but I see I see it being you know all of those guys, and there's decisions that you know there's there's some times where you know Zach is an issue with the offense. Um, that play to um, was it uh, Gibson where he, where he has Gibson immediately open on on like a it, it's a it's a screen yeah. mm-hmm. or he like bubbles and he doesn't throw the ball right there. There's a, there's a play where Ruckert's running up the seam open and he waits to throw the ball and then that that uh, that ball is thrown on um, you know too too short because he gets hit at the um, he, he gets hit as he's throwing the ball. There's a the play where Garrett Wilson on that play where it's a sale concept. You have the, you have the vertical from the number one. The two was Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson ran the corner, and then he had Brees Hall on the flat, and then Brees Hall turned the flat up into a go. If if Zach Wilson throws that ball on time, Brees Hall's not even there. Garrett Wilson's wide open on the sideline, running an outside breaking route with with outside leverage, and he's Zach Wilson's second read. And Zach Wilson gets his eyes there pretty much immediately, and then he just decides to drift back in the pocket for an extra three steps, and then throw the ball. So why didn't he throw the ball there? So there's a combination, right? Like that's I'm, I'm pointing out some bad things about hacking. I'm pointing out some bad things about penalties. I'm pointing out some bad things about um, Zach because again, I think it's a legitimate combination. Yeah, and to, I guess to be here to carry your water or whatever your mug, your whatever you're sipping in your mug right now. Um, I I do agree with that um, pretty much, and it's going to be curious. Uh, you know, one of the things like the NFL is such a long season. Uh, and is Rogers going to come back at a certain point? It's very much an unknown. Uh, I, I do want to say that I don't, especially with the offensive line and how it's looking like it's going to be the rest of the year. I mean, like there's just so many killer injuries there. And you know, even some of the guys we were hoping were going to look great. Haven't necessarily looked great. You know, like, you know, back then it's kind of on any given week, you know, there's been some pretty good weeks and there's been some pretty bad weeks. This one, this week wasn't super impressive. Um, I don't think Rodgers really should be playing because, you know, it was always a multiple gear thing in the Jets' mind, and even he said that. Uh, I don't want to throw the guy out there if he really can't move. Uh, so, you know, that's really something to consider. And he, he's even said that uh, himself on the last McAfee uh, appearance. But it is going to be really interesting to see how this team starts to develop and, you know, the chemistry building and, you know, because – it does seem like they're all and granted the bills defense week one, they didn't have Von Miller, but they did have Milano and, and Trey white. And the bills defense was really good for the first couple of weeks, especially before Milano went down. Um, but the, the jets offense was aside from a big breeze hall run relatively bad in that game. Zach didn't look great in that game. That was maybe one of his worst games this year. Um, it does seem like he's made steady improvements throughout the year. Um, a lot of people who were crushing him in this game, this was not the game to crush him. And those of the people who were going out and defending him in this game, uh, I think were pretty much spot on. And like, listen, he, he had his faults in this game and stuff, but it, there's a clear, it is such a clear, uh, it, it's not just that one game against the Cowboys It's very evident that he is so much better in the pocket. Um, he seems so much better under pressure. He's so much better from rebounding. Like, you know, we saw it from his second start in his career, how much those four interceptions against the Patriots three in the first half, uh, his second game of his career affected him. Um, 
So there's there's clear growth with him, but there's just so many things that aren't clicking in this offense yet, and it is a new system for him. And you know, Hackett is still figuring out what's working with him and stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't working right now, but you know, we'll see towards the end of the season how much things can improve because it does seem like you know. They are like Salah says, oh, we feel like we're right there and stuff. And I tend to agree that like, hey, listen, I don't think it's that far off. You know, like even though you said that the the, the whole concept wasn't super imaginative, Um, you know, the four verts and then the check down to Brees Hall. If Brees catches that ball, he's got that linebacker beat for sure. Who I think it was Mike yeah. McFadden in coverage. He's got a lot of separation on him. All the defenders who are on that side besides the safeties uh, or the safety, um, they're all running with their backs turned and Brees is so good in open field. Will you give him that much open space? I mean, he's definitely going for a first down easily, but how he's much either is he going or field goal. It's probably field goal range. Yeah. But like could Brees, you know, like think about the intro to this show where he took house call against the Packers. You give him so much space. Like he's so creative in the open field and he now seems like he's got his legs under him. Does seem like he's more comfortable with his knee. Now a play like that, just like the, the the check down earlier in the game could potentially go to the house when you have a special player like that. So, you know, they also have gotten, you know, just stupid mistakes, cleaning some of that stuff up. It, it, it's just interesting, like how much one or two little plays on a, in a certain situation can really change the dynamic of a game. So, I don't know, very long. And, and in certain situations, no, no, no. And, but you can also blame – the receivers like like there's plenty of times in this game where I pause it. I'm like, who's open here? Like nobody's open. You know, Garrett's getting doubled. Who else is open? Cobb's not getting. You know, Cobb was in this game, but Cobb doesn't get open. Lazard doesn't get open. Gibson doesn't actually get open. And it's funny, Kyle, because now we're hearing all week on Twitter that it's a sudden thing that people figured out Lazard doesn't have good hands. It's something oh we've been talking God, about dude. forever, dude. And like Zach Wilson threw that beautiful, beautiful ball, pass. beautiful ball to Cobb. It, it, it pressure in his face. He slides up. He slides to the left. Steps up in the pocket. Client, guy I'm, hitting him throws a ball in the fucking pressure right into the bucket. Lazard drops it. It's like, what are you doing, dude? And the, and the one and, play and in that play, his arm his arm angle was like really, really, really over the top there. And it's like you you do notice like one thing you you noticed a lot of it in this game. And I know Nani put a couple clips out on Twitter X, whatever it's called now. A lot of altering of his arm angles in this game. And he tried doing so much of that earlier in his career. And sometimes it led to just really bad, inaccurate passes. But he did it to he did it to Brees on a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. So he's 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 doing more of it now. And you know, the balls are actually kind of getting there and stuff. And and again, you, you see some of the reasons why this kid was taken second overall. So I, I hate to say it because it you know, you seem like, oh, you know, you're one of these people backtracking and stuff, but it's like uh there is a part of me that is a little bit at this point excited to see him play. I still, I, I, I admittedly don't have a lot of faith that he's ever going to be a great player, but when you have talent the way he does, um, there is that chance that he could turn things around because he has that talent. And it, it does get me a little bit excited to watch him play. Like I would not be as excited if Tim Boyle was taking snaps or like you posed a great question last week about Mike white. I'm sorry. Like Mike white, he theoretically, maybe, could give the Jets a better chance week in, week out to win than Zach Wilson this year. I mean, that that's that's to be determined, but I'm not going to be as excited to watch Mike White play. Yeah. And then uh, talking about Lazard, too, you, you, with Lazard play, you also have the play where he gets hit on the slant and he makes, like, the most unathletic play ever and just falls on the ball. Um, I said in the review, it almost looks like he, cu- he catches the ball and just gets sniped in the back of the head. He's just like a dead fish in midair. It's like nine out of ten receivers, what do they do, Kyle? They catch that ball. 
they're going to turn to their shoulder so the sh- shoulder could absorb the ground and not the ball. Mm. Lazard, he catches it, and he just fucking straight body. Like, he's like, he looks like a five-year-old, basically, like, jumping onto, like, a, like a new mattress. He just, he's just like, what are you doing, dude? So, uh, Lazard, not his best game, and we knew this was going to be a problem with him separating. Um, there's another play on a slant where Zach has a force it into him, and uh, Lazard doesn't fight for the ball, and it gets deflected. Um, but, yeah. They do Zach need to play Lazard. Malik Taylor more, for sure. Like, I mean. Yeah, and like so, I don't know who, what corner he was going against when he beat him at the end. But it was a, and you know so much more about receiver releases than me. But he had a really great release off the line of scrimmage, and you know he created that separation there at the end. And you know they got lucky that Zach couldn't step into that throw because if Zach does step into the throw, you know it, it could it could be a huge maybe yeah. yeah. But you know so I mean in that situation there, where all you need is a field goal to win the game. It ended up being perfect for the Jets, but. You know, kudos to Taylor there because he did create some separation. I feel like he had a couple other, you know, one or two other really good routes in this game too. So, you know, someone like Cobb, who, as we said so many times in the offseason, cool being wide receiver five, it makes Rodgers happy, cool. You know, Cobb does do certain things nice, you know, in terms of scramble drill and things like that. But in terms of just creating straight separation, not necessarily his thing. Uh, and the Jets do need more of it, you know, because they're definitely not getting it from some guys. So, you know, why not play him a little bit more? See what you can get. Um, yeah, we'll go to our next super chat, which I think is like a two-part super chat from uh, Craig Skognam Legio. <laughs> Skognam Legio. I, I don't know how to Liglio. say that. <laughs> sure. Um, YTD opposing QB average 21 for 33, 184 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Zach's average is 18 for 31, 171 yards, one touchdown. One pick head to head versus. I think, say, Allen I think YT means year to date. So year to date, I think he's including like the average of all the QBs that Zach went against this year, as opposed to Zach's stats. Okay, and then the second part of it is versus Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen. Them, uh, twenty five for thirty nine, sixty four completion percentage, two hundred twenty seven yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Zach twenty for thirty one, sixty six percent. Hundred. I'm I'm a little bit lost here just because I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think it, I think his point is that Zach stats he's had less turnovers and turnovers are so huge in the NFL. I mean, listen, a lot of the Jets, the Jets win against the Eagles was because of turnovers. They won the turnover battle. The Jets win against the Bills was because they won the turnover battle. I mean, they clearly blew those teams out of out of the water in terms of they didn't move the ball as well as either of those teams. Um, they weren't as good in the red zone as either of those teams. I don't think, but. They did clearly win the turnover battle in each of those two games, and and the Chiefs, right? They they won the turnover battle in that game too, and and probably should have won that game. Uh, so I think his point is is that Zach is in terms of offensive production, he's on par with those guys, and he's not turning the ball over the way that they did in the head to head games. Now, with that being said, and 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 I know people, and I think we talked about this last week, but regardless of what the stats are, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, even if the stats or whatever, he, he went 20 for 30, one touchdown, no 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 interceptions. That stat line looks a lot different this year than it does last year, if that makes sense. It, it, the stat line doesn't look different, but the way he did it looks different, right? Like regardless of what the stats actually are, he's definitely playing a lot different than maybe the stats indicate. Um, now, with that being said, this game was a C or a C-minus game for me. This wasn't a good game by Zach Wilson by any means. No. This was not the Dallas game where he was overcome. Like there was plays – there's a play I talked about Conklin. Conklin's his first read. He comes off of Conklin very quickly. There's a play where he's late to Garrett Wilson. There's another play he's late to Garrett Wilson. The the, the play where he took a sack where he had to try to truck the ball. Can't have that. Um, you know, there's 
there were plays where you want to see him get the ball out and turn on clock. They're blitzing. He doesn't get the ball. He takes a sack. So, like there was definitely bad from, from him. But then again, there was a four vertical plays. There was no creativity. You had penalties. So, um, but with all that being said, I'm not going to say that he like outdueled those guys one-to-one, even though they sucked that game. And that's obviously a big part of the Jets defense, but we have to, with this all being said, we have to acknowledge at the same point that quarterback or, or wins are not a quarterback stat and Zach Wilson did not necessarily win these games. And I talked about on the stream, special teams, Kyle, if we didn't have special teams playing well, probably don't win the Bills game. We probably don't win this game or we don't win this game, right? We don't win this game. We probably don't win the Bills game. The Broncos game, if you don't have a muffed punt turn into a field goal oh and then a safety, and then a safety on the Broncos, do you even win that game? So it's a combination of special teams. It's a combination of the defense and Zach Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson's not necessarily losing them games, but at a certain point, we cannot be as bad as we are in the red zone. And um, I may be wrong. Uh, I may have read it wrong. I believe it was on Twitter. Um, the Jets are, I, I think, like an all-time low, even in like their franchise record for third down percentage right now. Um, I know that the last game, uh, as per it was Nanio or Rivka, um, they were 0 for 4 on third down with two yards or less to go. So you're terrible in the red zone. You're terrible on, on third down. You got to pick your shit up. That's while acknowledging the fact that they played tough defenses, but they have to figure something out, Kyle, because it's, it's, it's been, it's been brutal. Yeah. And it just seems like whether they go pass or run on third down, neither seems to be working at this point in time. And some of it is just such silly stuff. Like, okay. Why run Dalvin cook in the third and short situation? Like that's on coaching and play calling. Okay. Zach Wilson, why did you return into uh, rookie Zach Wilson dirting a ball when you have a guy wide open who could yeah. easily turn that up? I mean, like, you know, it's it's so those are self-inflicted wounds right there. So, yeah, you're not going to win in the NFL. Third down is the money down. I mean, like, literally, like you, you go to your best play calls in the in the sheet there. You know, uh, it's one of the reasons why you know guys like Tom Brady were so good. Best like, plays you know, in the sheet, four verticals. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Four verticals when not only did you say the team was blitzing a lot, but I mean, even when they weren't like, or, you know, who the hell was blocking Dexter Lawrence. And by the way, like there were so many times when he was singled up on the center and he was not getting help from the guard. There was one time really late in the game. I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this, but I feel confident in saying this, the play where he had the big pass to Lazard, where he boots out of the pocket. It's just uh, Dexter Lawrence one-on-one with the center new man, which, by the way, there's Dexter Lawrence's uh, mic'd up trash talk is kind of funny. Um, And Lakin doesn't even look that way. Like, Lakin is kind of looking to give support with Kayvon Thibodeau when he's he's singled up with Mekhi Becton. Why are you worried about that when you got Dexter Lawrence, who's immediately to your inside, didn't even look his way? Um, So, big mistake there by uh, good old Lakin, if I'm not mistaken, on that particular play. But heads up play to Zach, you know, boot, bootlegging out to the right. I saw this one guy. You know, I'm not trying to call anyone out. Like One guy on Twitter, I won't say a name or whatever, said, oh, you know, when are we going to start talking about Zach Wilson being elite, moving to his right, throwing the ball? I'm like, what? What are you talking about, man? Like, if we're talking about college Zach Wilson, sure. I mean, like, he was really good at that. But, I mean, like, Zach Wilson so many uh, times earlier in his career just looked to boot out. And how many times did he – boot outside the pocket, look to create something. And oftentimes it just ended in disaster. I mean, elite con, what are we, that, that's, that's silly talk. Uh, mm-hmm. he, we have seen some moments, but, um, you know, not, not enough yet. <laughs> not enough before we can even say he's good in that area yet. We have another follow-up from Craig for $5. I appreciate all the $5 super chats. Craig, Thanks too. Craig. He said, uh, it's, it's head to head against all QB average and head to head against the, 
big three better and he passes the eye test on film. Big three better and he passes the eye test on film. <clears throat> I'm assuming this is all positive stuff about Zach Wilson. Um, I, yeah, all, all the numbers were a little bit confusing there, Craig, but um, was he? I think he's just saying his numbers, his numbers were better than the big three. Um, and again, was he asked to do as much as either of those guys in any of those yeah. games? No, he wasn't. So yeah. again, Craig, you know, like, so I think what Joe's point is, is that put Zach Wilson in those, in those guys situations. And, you know, if they made Zach Wilson throw as many times as those guys did in his respective games, do you think Zach Wilson is going to have as low as turnover numbers as he did? Um, but then again, like, you know, in a game like this, which again, he was not going against, uh, an elite quarterback in this game or whatever. Um, there have been certain games where Zach Wilson did throw the ball a lot. I mean, so what, what, 36 attempts this game and, he, you know, no turnovers. Uh, how many did he have against the Eagles? How many, he had a lot of pass attempts against the Eagles for sure. It was in the mid-30s, I think. And again, you know, no turnovers there either, if I'm not mistaken. So I understand Craig's point for sure. And again, Craig, thanks for the super chat. Uh, but, I mean, the Jets are trying to they're, – they're winning, they're winning most of these games based on special teams and defense. It's not really what the offense is doing. Zach has had some nice moments here or there. Um, the one stat that's really been trotted out this week is that Zach Wilson has more fourth-quarter comebacks than anyone in the league. Uh, and, you know, like he's, he's solely in first place there, which is a cool stat because the main – one of the main knocks on Zach Wilson his whole career is, oh, when the chips are down – Zach Wilson's going to fold. He just doesn't have it in him. He doesn't have that it factor. And it's like, okay, when you look at fourth quarter comebacks, maybe there is something there. Maybe he, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the, the story hasn't yet been written on Zach Wilson's confidence and whether or not he's a baller. So that, I mean, that, that that's a cool, I, I guess, somewhat promising uh, stat, but anyway. What was your reaction at the end of the game? When, when, when they, well, one minute they threw the flag, which by the way, if you look at other angles, I know. You're talking about the pass interference flag? No, no, just in general, like that whole that whole sequence, like when the Giants into, into overtime, scored? yeah, into 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 overtime, dude. That was I was screaming at my TV from Lazard to get down. When Lazard kept running and he wasn't getting down, I was screaming at him to get down. Yeah, I I did. I mean, like I was so okay. So the Kayvon Thibodeau flag. I mean, if that doesn't, he was happen, offsides. He was offsides. Oh, he's like, he, offsides. I, 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 I know he put up that video. If there's, an, I have another view of it in in my review. I didn't even know people were arguing about that. He put it up saying that like Kayvon you know, did, yeah, like hey, oh. basically timing the ball, Von Miller eyes on the ball. He was basically trying to say that he only went off sides when the ball was snapped. You can see in the all twenty-two version or angle, he's lined up with his head over over the line of scrimmage. So he's he's lined up off sides in that one. He, you could play with camera angles and fuck around. So fuck you, Giants fans on that one, and the Giants fans who are trying to say that oh. Uh, Will McDonald lined up over the center illegally before before Gano missed that missed that kick. You know that they should have they should have blew it dead there and all this stuff. The game that shouldn't have happened. The rule book says I believe it's helmet on the shoulder or helmet to, on the on the outside shoulder pad or shoulder pad to the shoulder pad, and that's exactly how Will McDonald is lined up. And then he jumps him and clears him. There's no penalty there. So Giants fans can quit their bitching. Blame Gano, blame your coach for sending out your field goal kicker in shitty conditions with a injured, I, I believe it was like an injured left quad or knee or whatever it was. So he was compromised. You missed, you missed two field goals. You can't contain the Jets at the end. Like you just suck some ass. So, you know, stop trying to find excuses. Both those penalties, um, both those penalties or non penalties were, were legit. So, yeah, the Giants deserve to lose. Just like, um, you know, the, the Jets at a certain point, um, if the Giants didn't kind of screw up at the end, um, the Jets have deserved to lose. I mean, like, you know, the, 
the Jermaine Johnson penalty, you just can't have that in that situation. Um, you know, what a Quincy, dumb penalty, Quincy William penalty. I mean, like, you know, based on these rules, it, uh, it is, it is a penalty. Michael Clemens jumping off sides, which, you know, ate up what another three, four minutes of game clock. I bugged out. I bugged on that one because Michael Clemens is the nothing all year. The first time he makes an appearance, that's, that's, that's what he does. And even JJ, dude, like I, I JJ's ascendance. Awesome. When you have three, when you have three guys who are wrapping up a quarterback on a quarterback draw, and Quinn Williams is going to let the guy go, and you dive over another male, another human being, <laughs> male. I said male, another male subject, and you hit him head to head. It's like, what are you doing, JJ? Like, how do you jump there? So he basically handed them, you know, four extra points there. So that was terrible. Again, Clemens was terrible. The, the Quincy. Should have almost had three. Three. Uh, By the way, uh, Clemens played penalties. way too much in this game too. Like, I I actually thought that Bryce Huff. I remember searching Twitter to see if Bryce Huff was because I feel like I feel like Bryce Huff was like kind of limping earlier in the game, and I was like, oh shit. And then I didn't see him for a while after, and I was like, oh man, like I can't wait to hear what the heck the Bryce Huff injury is. And I just saw Clemens playing a lot, even on like third down situations, and that that, that to me was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I do wonder if there was if he did if he was limping a little bit and that's why Clemens played so much. But yeah, that, that man gives you absolutely nothing in pass rushing situations and you know even in you know run support and things like that. And oh, there was so much of this talk that oh they're going to play him some three tech and stuff this year. He doesn't really give you anything there. So I, I don't know if it was the long snapper or whoever he jumped off sides on or whatever, Kyle. But he showed that right in front of the ball. Right, he showed him he's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He knows now. He knows. Um, uh, you know, I, and, I'm, sure and I'm, guy, I'm sure that I'm sure that long snapper was shaking in his boots after seeing Michael Clemens walk into training camp with his shirt off and a bat. And I'm whatever, not trying know. to be like that guy, Kyle, but these guys are all a bunch of mammoth fucking human beings. They're 330 pound offensive linemen. Do you think they're scared of Michael Clemens? Like, I'm sorry, they're not. It's it just they're nobody's afraid of of his mantra. You know, so whatever. I I I just don't like the fact that fans overrate him because of of a mantra thing. I'm like, hey, let's back it up on the field. And when he's on the field, he kind of sucks. I'm sorry, but. You know, don't jump off sides, and, and you won't piss us off. But that yeah, I mean, that, that stuff definitely kind of works, like in, in the lower levels, like a football. When like, okay, you, you kind of like really don't get good game film, and you kind of can't really see your opponent. You don't really know what they're about. But yeah, you know, the first guy coming off the bus thing, like, oh man, that guy's big. Like that, that does work with younger kids and stuff. But professional athletes, if they're if they see your film and know you're not that good, they're not scared. No, it, it works when Justin Jefferson walks off that bus. You're like, holy fucking shit, that's Justin Jefferson. I'm about to get roasted. It's not like, oh my god, this Michael Clemens with no sacks, no tackles for loss. He's gonna bull rush me today. It's like, whoa, watch out. Guys, I'm sorry. Being he's gonna a little bull bit rush dead, because he's got such such a good get off, man. That, that dude looks like he's moving in quicksand. Jan, uh, twenty dollars super chat. Let's go. Put this towards the video editor software. I want you drawing on the screen. So do I, Jan. Um, yeah, Mike's coming. Uh, camera like an actual camera. So the uh, computer camera's coming. Uh, I'm gonna get a TV for like right right here. You guys can't see it, but I'm a little TV so I can like live stream games or whatever. Um, and I did talk to Ryan about, I'm going to try to figure out a, uh, video editor software. I saw something, it was like a, it was, a, it was basically like a, uh, like an iPad where you, where you draw on the screen, but you can't see the image on the screen. And then it goes to your, to, to your actual like computer. But the only problem is I'm going to be drawing on the screen and freaking miss the line and all that shit. So I can't do that one. Um, so yeah, I would like to figure out a video editor software. So if anybody knows what I could draw on the screen with, like a pen, I would be thrilled. And then also something else I'm looking to do, Kyle, since we're onto this, I w- I'm trying to get like a custom like Jets X Factor sign behind me. I don't know if I want it to be like neon light up or like just custom X Factor, but I feel like there should be something like right about here or so. A little Jets yeah, that X-Factor. wall is looking a little plain right there. 
I just moved into the. I just moved into it. I literally built this freaking desk, which the desk I am now, you know. Um, but you occupying. built the desk, or you put together the desk. I put together the desk, Kyle. When oh, okay. I'm telling you, there were easily a thousand different parts to this desk, and it's like one of those. It's like one of those desks where if you tighten a screw too much on one side, you're not going to be able to align the screw holes on the other side. So to loosen that screw hole, to tighten on the other side, and then tighten on. The, it took me a good like six hours to put this thing together. So. Um, pain in the ass, but yes, that's Jan, one thing I, I could say it. about our generation. And I'm not mechanically inclined, but like it just feels like our grandfathers, man, they could just put together anything. And our generation, like, yeah. we can't put together shit, you know, we're so illiterate when it comes to using tools. Yeah, it, it, it was bad putting together, but uh, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do it up a little bit. So, any recommendations, let me know about video editor, editor software, any custom signs, let me know. Um, Blitz Crew, two dollars, uh, super chat, which we appreciate, and obviously appreciate it. As always uh, please, Corey, return, Corey, please. I'm begging you. Is this is this something that Blitz Crew heard, or is this something that Blitz Crew saw, saw that, because a bunch of fans the were like, thing, Fuck, the Corey only Davis thing I after. saw, and, and sometimes you just wonder if it's people speaking into existence, and there's so many of these yeah. accounts on Twitter X that just you know, if somebody, if, if conversations are had by fans, which have no sources, sometimes some of these accounts, they're just trying to get clicks and likes and reposts, not retweets anymore. They'll just put out a story. Rumor has it that the, you know, Corey Davis is considering returning at some point this season. It's like, I saw, him say that? I saw him trending on the side of my Twitter and I was like, well, like, what, what is going on here? And then nothing. It was just like a stupid freaking Corey Davis rumor. Um, but yeah, I would I would love for I would love for him to come back. I think you'd be our second best receiver. I'll be huge. And, and, I think, into- and I think that if that did happen, you would see how much he was missed uh this whole season. And he's gonna, you know, help the run game too, for that matter. And a lot of fans are saying, like, oh, we know Corey Davis, you know, he's missed so many games, he hasn't done shit with the Jets, he hasn't he's been a bust, fifth, fifth overall pick bust. I think you'll realize, okay, yeah, Corey Davis never lived up to fifth overall pick. He's never going to. Never, ever, ever will live up to that hype. But you know, I think you'll see that. Oh, wow, he actually was a valuable piece to this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of correlates to should have made a move at the deadline. Uh, Kyle, thoughts? Apparently, on, apparently you know, they tried to. Apparently, that you know what I'm hearing is they were you know, very much in on Mike Evans and especially Devonte Adams. Who knows? You know, if that is 100 true, it seems to me like it would be true. Joe David, Joe Douglas is definitely one to do trades. Uh, I don't know how you could look at this offense and not think that they don't need help at receiver. Um, Devontae obviously makes a ton of sense. And just in terms of well, contract wise, it doesn't make sense. But is he a lot to be a jet in 2024? I think I would say that I don't know what the Vegas odds are on it, but it seems like that would probably be a pretty safe bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're they're going to clean house and stuff and, you know, this guy O'Connell is—is is he going to be the deal going forward? The real deal, probably not. Uh, despite the fact that he did have a good preseason, um, you know, preseason. You know, Mac Jones had a great preseason as a rookie. You know, did Mac Jones really pan out? Not necessarily. Um, yeah. So, uh, what the hell were we talking? We were talking about Corey Davis and um, trade deadline. Trade deadline. Oh yeah, trade deadline. Yeah, apparently the Jets weren't really interested in, in, in Hunter Renfro, which I kind of get it. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson does spend a, a decent amount of time in the slot. Uh, Xavier Gibson is a guy that will spend some time in the slot. Lazard spends a decent amount of time in the slot. Renfro is not one of these guys you ever want to put on the outside. So he's kind of, in, in, in a sense, a little bit of a one-dimensional player. And he hasn't really been good um, the past couple of years. Like, you know, I know Josh McDaniels is kind of one of these guys who some people might uh, say is a, a quote-unquote control freak. You know, we're seeing all these videos about Raiders 
players having wrestling matches, the linemen in the locker room, and Devontae Adams playing basketball in the linebacker now that the big authoritarian Belichickian coach is gone. Uh, you know, so, you know, I could see it as like, oh, well, maybe just Josh McDaniels just hated him because he did thrive under Gruden. It's like, okay, yeah, but maybe he's also, you know, he was a limitedly athletic player, and that's why he was drafted so late, and all these teams passed on him. And, you know, maybe now the injuries are catching up with him and stuff. Maybe it's just, you know, he just kind of, you know, had lightning in a bottle for a little bit and he's kind of regressing back to the norm. I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched enough Hunter Renfro tape over the years. I've seen a couple nice highlight plays where he's had some really creative routes or whatnot, but I don't know that that's a guy that can consistently create separation and get and get open doing that type of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if like part of their thinking was they don't want to like bring a band-aid in because it's going to limit them next year in terms of like landing one of those big fish. Like, can you trade for a Renfro this year and then let him go in the offseason and then bring in Devontae Adams? Like, is yeah, that it's too not much? like his contract was nothing? I mean, it, it was you know now substantial given the fact that you know he's had so little production. Now, with that being said, do I think they should have done something? Yes. Do I think that this last game, Lazard is your two? Uh, even just in general, Cobb is your three, and then a bunch of UDFAs is your four, five, six. It's not good enough. So I would have loved to see them make a move. I would love to see them bring in Hopkins months ago. I would like to see them, after Corey Davis retired, have done something. So I don't like the fact they didn't do anything because my problem is the receiving core right now, minus Garrett Wilson, sucks. Let's just be completely honest. And if, and if, if their plan is Rodgers, or if, if they do plan on Rodgers coming back at the end of the year, He's going to come back for a playoff run, and his receivers are going to be who? You know, and Wilson, the offensive Lazar. line is bad, too. And the offensive line, and, and that's where we're trickling into the offensive line. Now maybe, okay, McGovern's on you know IR, but hopefully he comes back shortly. Schweitzer's on the IR, but hopefully he comes back shortly. Tittman's practicing, so maybe that's why they're not looking to add a guy because, you know, um, they, they figured all their guys to come back in the next couple of weeks, but still, you know, something there, Kelvin Beecham, you know, Tristan Colon Castillo, uh, Nate Herbig. I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see, to, to see something there. Um, who's Nate Herbig playing for these days? I, I forgot. I forgot. The Steelers, the Steelers maybe. Steelers. Okay. Yeah, it could be, it could be the Steelers. So I would like to see him do something. Um, you know, I know, I know Donovan's people's Jones went, I know, um, was it, Ezra Cleveland, uh, the, the guard got traded from the Cardinals to was it the Cardinals or maybe it wasn't the Cardinals? It was it was it was. Well, he was Jaguars. with the Vikings and he got traded to I forget who. The Jaguars. So the, so so the Vikings yeah. to the Jaguars. So I would have liked to see him do something just because. Listen, like at the end of the day, you know, um, the, it, it, what they have right now is not enough on offense. Regardless if it's Rodgers or Zach Wilson, obviously Rodgers makes a much bigger impact in terms of the positive. Right. Um, but even with Rodgers. Xavier Newman as one of your starting offensive linemen right now is, is not good enough. And I know that you could say, Oh, well, you can't plan for injuries, but you kind of can <laughs> because we said we should plan for injuries at tackle, you know, how many months ago, Kyle, and now they have injuries at, at tackle and they don't really have anybody to, to necessarily step up who we feel comfortable with, even though with that being said, Max Mitchell has been a little bit better, but <clears throat> um, yeah, I would like to see him do something. Um, you know, trade Dalvin Cook, but again, who's going to want Dalvin Cook? Trade Carl Lawson, but again, who's going to want Carl Lawson? So I get not getting rid of those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I expected to see at least like a some type of receiver. A but move. I don't know. Yeah. A move. A move. Uh, but they did. They did bring in. Um, what's this? What's the guard they brought in? Uh, Roger Saffold. Old dude. Roger Saffold. Kyle. Uh, is he going to save our offensive line problems? I know he had quite a few issues with Buffalo last year when he played with them, but. He's a two-time Pro Bowler the last two years. So we know how much that means. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on um, 
Wait, wait, wait. Uh, was that sarcasm? He was a two-time Pro Bowler each of the last two years? Yeah, I think he was a Pro Bowler in 2022 and 2021. Pretty really? sure. Yeah, pretty sure. I, I kept hearing about how horrible he was in 2022 and the games I watched, which wasn't a ton, but he did play the Jets twice last year. He was pretty damn bad. Quinn and Williams abused him. Um, so I, that, that to me is quite hard to comprehend. I mean, like, was there like a gazillion alternatives to the Pro Bowl last year? I mean, like, if he was if he was so damn good, why did any team like wait to sign him till this point? And would he sign for a veterans minimum or something? I mean, he does have experience with Keith Carter. Uh, I mean, I guess the guy's got some versatility. If I'm not mistaken, I think when he was drafted so many years ago at the top of the second round to the Rams, I think he was drafted as a tackle, ended up being converted to guard. Yeah. But I don't think he's played tackle in a gazillion years. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. And like, so he definitely had some good years with Keith Carter. And I know that coaches try to bring in guys that they're familiar with. But my understanding is that he just was so washed last year. And, you know, we talked about it so many times in recent weeks that just like it just seems like offensive linemen, once they hit that wall and all those injuries and stuff build up. You know, their decline is very steep. Just like running backs decline can be really steep. Like think about Le'Veon Bell's decline. Like uh it seems like offensive linemen also like you you can be you can be a good receiver into your mid thirties and stuff, you know. Uh it, it is possible. Uh not as easy, but it's possible. Yeah. Running back, offensive linemen to you know, their declines are pretty big. You know, defensive line you can be pretty good into your mid thirties, but Obviously, quarterback, you can be good into your 40s. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really interested to see what they do on the offensive line next year. Like, because you don't, you know, Beckman's not under contract. Tomlinson, you can get out of actually, you can't really yeah, get you're out of pick up ABT's fifth year option. Who the hell knows, man? It's gonna be ABT, it's gonna be Tipman, it's gonna be Tomlinson. But who is the starting left tackle and who's the starting right tackle at this point? You know, maybe Mitchell if he continues to be okay. I, I don't know, but. Yeah, the offensive line is um, a concern. I, I would have loved to make more moves at the deadline, but uh, unfortunately they didn't. Blitzcrew, another super chat, $20 this time, which we appreciate you a lot for uh, Blitzcrew. He says, you think Clemens needs to slim back down, doesn't seem to make um, as much noise this year with the extra uh, weight. We'll hit that one first. Um, yes, Kyle, we have said we said this again in August. Our main concern with him adding weight was that he was already unathletic for his size. And you're adding more weight to a guy who's already unathletic. You're just going to make him more unathletic. And you don't need to add weight to what he was doing. Like he was good. He was good on the edge at 270, 275, blowing up tackles, blowing up tight ends in the running game. But then adding weight to him and then trying to put him on the inside where the guys are stronger, it just hasn't worked out as. And he's been playing more edge than in the inside, at least from my watching. But yeah, um, I didn't really think. Like, what was the point of adding weight to him so he could just blow up tight ends more and like lose athleticism? So. Uh, I, I know I, at least I did not agree with the with the with the adding of weight. Um, I can't speak for Kyle and say he 100% did not like it, but I remember saying in July or August, remember he was talking about, oh my God, Clemens added 10 to 15 pounds of of muscle mass. He's going to be a monster this year. I'm like, dude, I don't know if this is a good thing, fellas. And so far, um, I'm not saying it's it's exactly that, but um, maybe it is. I, I think him adding weight is is a bad thing um, due to his already lack of athleticism. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe from his perspective, he was thinking like, oh, well, I'm just going to build on my strengths. And like, I'm a, I'm a power guy. I'm not a finesse guy. Okay, well, you know, you already didn't really have much juice. And like you, you the position you play is you need to cover a lot of ground in a very short period of time. 
So is this necessarily the, the smartest move? You're not really going to play on the inside. You're not that big to the point where you're going to play on the inside. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It didn't seem like a smart move. I, I, I probably didn't hate it as much as you just because I thought like, you know, he already doesn't give me a lot of stuff off the edge. Like, you know, but now he he's going to give you even less of it. I don't know. I'm telling you, if he slims down, he's he's not going to be explosive at all. Like this is not this is not a speed to power guy because there is no speed there. He has power. There's no speed. So uh, you know, even him slimming down, it, it's the better move based on the position that he does play. But don't expect him to all of a sudden slim down and oh, that Michael Clemens looks more explosive. Like yeah. you know, may, maybe a, the slightest tad. <clears throat> so he adds. Um, Ryan had a video on Corey yesterday. Yeah, I, I think Ryan probably did that because he saw all of the you know, hype about it on Twitter. So we made a video because you want to hit videos that are popular topics. So I don't think there's anything based on like facts and or, or rumors that he's heard. I, I don't want to put words into his mouth. But I'm going to assume that. Um, and he says, who is that right guard this Monday? Tip, I assume, is going to be at center if he's good to go. Um, yeah, Tipman. I, if he's I healthy, do want right? to see Tipman at center. I really Tenet, do. Yeah, because McGovern's out, so you're going to put him at center. Um, right now, Kyle, uh, Xavier Newman came in before Billy Turner at guard, right? So you're assuming it's going to be – which is surprising that a guy just off the practice squad is playing at guard over Billy Turner. Um, yeah, that is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's going to be uh, Tipman, Newman, Mitchell, right side. Which, oh God, but you know, not not ideal. And and just talking about the all, overall offensive line in that game too, because we kind of talk about Zach a little bit. We'll get into the game. We'll get into all that stuff too. But um, Beckton not good. Two sacks. Tomlinson, I think, was 2022 Tomlinson in this game. He gave up quite a few pressures and a. Uh, a few like baffling plays. Um, McGovern got his, his his lunch eaten before he went out. Newman then got his ass beat, which is expected versus Dexter Lawrence. Um, Billy Turner looked like Billy Turner. There were some plays where there's a one player he was going to take on like Dexter Lawrence. On uh, basically, the, I, I think it was him and Newman trying to pay, pass off a stunt. And instead of like trying to get his hands on him, he just drops his shoulder into him and then ends up on his on his ass. I'm like, what are you what are you doing, Billy Turner? So Billy Turner wasn't good. Max Mitchell, um, he had a few really bad plays, but I don't think he was brutal this game. I would say the main problem of this game, um, in terms of at least relative expectations, we expected Newman to get beat up versus Lawrence, right? We expected Billy Turner, but um, Becton and Tomlinson played below their standard for at least this year, in, my, in this game, in my opinion, in a big way too, not just like, oh, slightly below average. They were both pretty bad this game. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably say that this was Kayvon Thibodeau's best game of his career. Well, maybe not. I mean, I haven't watched Kayvon's games. I, I think there was one game last year where he had like a ton of pressures or whatever. But in terms of sacks, getting home, turnover, I, I mean, like when I watched Kayvon's film, I did see a couple not really nice plays in the run game. But in terms of him as a pass rusher, I didn't feel like any of his wins were like, oh, wow, that Kayvon looked really explosive there. Oh, wow, Kayvon showed really good bend there. Oh, Kayvon showed really good power there. It mostly was just... Um, poor play from Makai Beckton, who struggles sometimes with like hand placement and stuff. Sometimes he, he struggles a little bit with yeah, the one know, sack in the face. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes he struggles with like you know where where exactly the pacing when when he's mirroring the defender. Sometimes you know he 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 lags behind a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I I feel personally that since Beckton has slimmed down, his punch does have less power. I think it's quite noticeable. Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth because, you know, Beckton hasn't really been seriously hurt this year. So maybe yeah. that has to do with um, him slimming down. But, you know, he has lost some of the it factor that he had when he was as big as he was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't feel like, you know, 
Kayvon was this like Micah Parsons was he was so good in that game against the Jets. It's like I don't know who would Micah Parsons on that particular day. I don't know who was who could have blocked him on that day. Um, but this, you know, you, you, Mekhi Becton shouldn't be losing to Kayvon Thibodeau on reps like that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, my thoughts are Greg Van Roten had like a 90 something PFF. Grade. Oh yeah. I saw that. I saw too. It traded out. I was like, dude, come on, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Um, <clears throat> so by the way, he's, he's what, what, 32, 33 now. So maybe, you know, Van Roten, know. some, some people might be listening. It's ah, Kyle talking about Lyman, older Lyman. What does he know? Look, look at Greg Van Roten thriving with the Raiders. I can show you some plays. Um, <clears throat> say hello to some people in the chat. Hawk. Um, what is up to Hawk? Uh, Rusty Spooner, Meatball Parm. Are you anything but honest? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Zach stepped up the last few drives. Um, yeah, the Garrett Wilson throw was nice. The Lazard throw throw was nice. There was a few nice throws in there. Like, again, I, I think it was a C, C-plus game. I don't think it was an F. I don't think it was an A. I think people, um, Kyle, when we talk about this a lot, are too black and white. You know, they want to find a, a, pers- a person to blame. And There was um, no run game. Just in general. Absolutely. No run game. Yeah. There was guys covered. There was, there was protections getting blown. There was guys in his face immediately. But then there was also the fact that he was coming off of reads too too early. He was skipping balls that he usually doesn't do. Um, so there was some. There was definitely bad from Zach Wilson as well. Uh, although I would have liked the Jets to do more, getting Saffold along with Brown activating tip and progressing gives me hope that the uh, with the line. Uh, although Brown starting scares me, which Kyle Beckton seemed to change his tune. They asked him about you know potentially going back to right tackle. Brown comes back and he says, you know, I just want to play which big step up in terms of his you know, mentality and all that stuff, because we used to get on him a lot about the Twitter stuff about I'm only a left tackle. Like I hated that shit about Beckham and seemingly he's, he's changed his ways a little bit with that stuff, which is great. Um, now with that being said, you know, Salah saying, I don't know exactly what the question he was asked, but he said, you know, basically the best five are starting. They seem he's to think that time. Dwayne Brown is one of them. So Dwayne Brown, left tackle, Beckton, right tackle, um, Tittman center, Tomlinson left guard and then right guard is a toss up. And then what do you do when McGovern comes back? Does Tippin then go back to right guard or does McGovern play guard? I guess it would really depend on how good Tippin is playing at center. But I don't know. It just seems like Tippin is younger in his career. And, you know, he's, he's a player who's in his young 20s as opposed to McGovern who's in his 30s now. And McGovern started the season at center. So it seems more likely, especially given the fact that Sala is okay. Even though Beckton's been playing for several weeks now at left tackle, I feel like Sala would be more inclined to put McGovern back at center and then flip Tipman back to guard. Uh, it just seems like that's what he would do based on his tendencies. Uh, it is interesting that Sala kind of agrees more with me about the Dwayne Brown versus Max Mitchell thing when you took the opposite side of the argument last week. Um, that doesn't mean that he's right. Appeal to authority. Appeal yeah, authority. yeah. It's fine. That doesn't mean he's right, but uh, yeah, I don't it's know, funny, man. It's I, I, I watch, I watch took, Max Mitchell. Sala took my side, you peasant. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> hey, you started off the show talking about how I'm just carrying your water. I didn't um, say it. Somebody else said it. You know, I just well, you were you were smiling when you said it, and you thought it was um, pretty funny. I'm not taking sides. But um, that person might not be wrong, though. Seriously, uh, maybe I'm just carrying your water. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to say Max Mitchell was horrible in this game. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there were a couple of plays where, you know, he, I don't know, man. Like, his game is ugly to me. Like, his pass sets are ugly to me. 
I, I do. He ran that one duo behind him, right to him, and he got shit whipped by uh, ninety-one and completely. Yeah, who, I don't even know who ninety-one is either. I, I, I remember that. Um, there's no smoothness in in the dropback of his pass sets. Um, you know, he he has to get there with immediacy. He does have those shorter arms. Um, I feel like he opens way too much, uh, leaving himself open for inside moves or for a defender with a little bit longer arms to kind of get him on the inside of his inside peck and then just toss him to the side, beat him inside. Um, I don't see him creating much space in the run game ever. So I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get the intrigue with Max Mitchell. Um, I think he's a player who wants to be good, who's dedicated and things like that. But I don't know. You need more than that in the NFL. Kyle, from those kills, $10. Um, which is more likely to happen first, a game without Salah or me screaming into a towel due to dumb penalties and self-inflicted wounds or Zach going over 300 passing yards? Wait, um, which is more likely to happen first, a game without Salah or me screaming into a towel due to dumb penalties and self-inflicted or Zach Wilson going over th- Well, Zach has gone over 300 yards in his career. Titans? Titans game. Uh, that's the only one that comes to mind. Um, this game was like 240, 250. And, and now we're coming to the stretch of the schedule where you have Chargers, Raiders, two hard games, and then you have the Texans, the uh, Falcons, all that stuff. So um, I'll, I'll go optimist here and I'll say that Zach throws for 300 in the next two games. One of the next two games against the Raiders or against the Chargers, he throws for 300. Now, with that being said, is there still going to be stupid penalties in those games? Probably because there's been stupid penalties this entire year. Yeah, the one what was was it the Denver game where you have like seemingly like 54 guys running around the field like a chicken with their head cut off on a defensive snap? And it's like, what is going on here? So um yeah, there's been some bad penalties. But I'm, I'm gonna say Zach throws for 300 more the next one of the next two games, Kyle. Would you would you take that bet? Yes, I would. Okay. I so, feel like there was another game this year too. The the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game he wasn't that far off if, if they threw the ball a little bit more, if they got the chance if they got the chance to get that final drive because the refs didn't screw them over, he could very well go over three hundred in that game. That's um, how I look at this game, Kyle. It's like listen, we should have won the Chiefs game. We probably shouldn't have won this game realistically, but they always they, they owed us the Chiefs game, which I gave credit to the refs in this one too. Credit to the ref. Well, credit to Newman for checking the side judge and the side judge giving him the the nod that the ball is okay. And then credit to the was the back judge who ran up, just gave that ball a little love tap, and then let us snap the ball. Like credit to the refs there too, because the refs, if they were old, lazy, fat pieces of shit, could have ran a second slower to that ball, and then it's not snap right there. So uh, well, they get they get paid, to, they get paid a lot of money, you know, to to do that job. So. Which yeah. is just so, a temporary job for them. Yeah, a lot I, of them I, I feel I feel like I remember something from years back where most of the refs in the NFL are like lawyers or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, actually, one of the uh, Jimmy Quirk, he's one of the he's one of the NFL refs. He actually helped me with uh, was it a four fifty seven or something we set up? He's like a finan- he's like a financial advisor for he, he's, he's my, a ref in the NFL. Yeah, my yeah my for my uh, for my he's my my wife's dad's friend, so he's a financial guy. But yeah, Jimmy Quirk. He's, he's done, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he's done. He's done. He's like been in the Super Bowl and stuff. <clears throat> and we wow. like met him at a freaking Denny's to like talk over. I think it's like a four fifty seven or some shit, or whatever, like retirement shit. Um, or no, it wasn't. A, it was on four fifty seven. It was a Roth Roth IRA we we're setting up with Jimmy Quirk. So, um, okay, we will continue on. Where am I at in the chat? All right. Uh... This is the only problem with Kyle not having his stuff up like he was supposed to have it up. 
Carrying the water. You can't even carry the water, right? I'll tell you what, man. Right after we get off this damn stream, we'll log me in. Slow-mo guy. Nice room. I appreciate that. It's going to get a lot of upgrades. The camera, the everything. Um, that's going to get hung up wherever this is. It's going to get hung up. That's This thing is going to get hung up, too. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I've been working a little bit to, to up it. Ryan Ryan puts me to shame. So, I, I, I don't have to go from, like, Joe to, to Ryan, but i got to be somewhere, like, right in the middle. I'm going to get some sound effects. Um, I'm going to have a, you blew it sound effect, you know, maybe from, is, is that, we talked about it before. Is it happy Gilmore? Is it Mr. Deeds? I, I think it's, I think it's Billy Madison that you blew it. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure with like the fat kid and the teacher or something like that. And yeah. So I think yeah. I'm going to have that sound effect, you know? So if you can think of good sound effects, anything like that, send us recommendations. Cause we're going to be, we're going to be uh, pushing up the, the quality of, uh, the, the, the camera and stuff. So it's up to Swolsey. That game was ridiculous. That was a disgusting game. Yeah, like at the end of the day, people just look at it like win or loss. And if they were to lose this game, we'd be hammering Zach Wilson all week and the offense all week because we won. Do we just ignore it? You know, like, oh, they won. So it's positive. We can't ignore the process, right? We're much more process first results. So if I can um, make yeah, a little that, comment that about that. So remember the Vikings last year? The Vikings won, a, uh, what was it, like 9, 10, maybe even more one score games. They're just eking out wins by the skin of their teeth. And there is something to like, okay, you're a team that has character, grit, never quits. You want a team like that, but at the same time, you also want to be much better than your opponents to the point where you can dominate them because that shows that you're actually a better team. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Look at how good that Dolphins offense is right now. That Dolphins offense on any given week can easily put 30 up, you know, and they have a defense too. Like they got Jalen Ramsey back now. Like they have a stud D line. You know their linebackers are okay. Their secondary is good. They have a great defensive coordinator. I hate to say it, but you know, and I'm glad that the Dolphins. You know, against two better teams in the league, the Dolphins didn't look so good against the Eagles and the Bills. Um, you know, which really kind of humbled their fans because their fans love to talk. But I hate to say it, but the Dolphins are a top five team in the NFL right now. And, you know, the Jets are not going to win scoring seven to 10 points against the Miami Dolphins. Haven't they just not beat a team over 500 in like a year? Like they'd never beat teams who are good, the Dolphins. I'm pretty sure I remember, I remember, I, I, I mean, I love rooting against Dolphins every week, but I fucking it, hate it, Dolphins, dude. when we were trying to get into the playoffs, like I, I remember it, like, so Nania, like, you know, he did, I'm pretty sure it was Nania who did something like the Jets rooting guy to get to the playoffs. We were rooting for oh, it was a, it was a Sunday night football or a Monday night football game, and we were all rooting for the Dolphins, and then they shit the bed against the Chargers in LA. Yes, last year, and that's just kind of the team who they are. Mm -hmm. um, people coming at Kyle like Jets Twitter coming at Narnia, and then we have another question: Will Kyle, will, will Kyle step in for the Michael Narnia Paul Green fight? <laughs> No, no comment. Kyle. I don't know if you saw the whole thing, but uh, I, I I don't know why it started, but well, yeah, I mean. I kind of know why it started, but I mean, uh, we could talk. Uh, we could we could so we could talk. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Um, not right now. So, Blue, what are your season thoughts on on Quinn so far? Um, last year he was a ten. This year he's a nine. Right. Like, I I think he's a top ten defensive tackle. I think he's really good. I think that this even this game he had a couple of run stuffs. Now, with that, that all being said, do I want more productive uh, production as a pass rusher? I do. Um, and while well, saying that, I also acknowledge that, okay, you know, the Pats game, the Cowboys game, some of these games, the ball is out very, very quickly because that's how you attack the Jets defense. I acknowledge that. With that being said, he went from elite to, like, very, 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 very good. Like, he he almost – year was it year four was last year for Q or was that year three? Year four, right? Year four for Q, 
He's more like year three Q than year four Q right now. He's very, very good, but not elite right now. Right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's a tick down. Still, still top five, still top 10, maybe not second best to Donald, maybe not third best to, to, to Chris Jones. You know, maybe he's in that five to seven range right now based on how he's playing, but uh, still very good, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on Q, but he has not been as good as last year. So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Who's going to Monday night game? Let's drink our asses off. I'm, I'll be there. Uh, I know Kyle will be there. I know Ryan's doing his, uh, his like meetup thing, um, the tailgate show. So they'll be there. So make sure to check them out. Um, if you don't have a spot to tailgate, <clears throat> my tailgate's very, um, it's just small. It's just buddies. It's not really anything like big. I don't do events and stuff like that. I just go there to go with my buddies and get a little fucked up and then go to the game. It's fun. So I'll be there. Oh my God. Uh, Craig founded on Blue It Show. So I guess Craig uh, throwing out Zach Wilson's stats on another show is a thing. But I, I appreciate Craig coming here and finding us because he, he dropped some money. So that always helps me. Um, if it wasn't for the rest uh, swifting us, we'd be five and two at worst. Shake my head. This past game, though, bonded our team even more. It's 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 kind of nice, Kyle. That it's not nice, but it's one of the benefits of this game and losing it how or, or winning it how ugly we won it. Is there something to the effect of hey, the Jets know that they escaped for one, like they're they're not walking out of this happy. They should watch this film. Like we really fucking sucked. So not like riding that emotional high of beating the Giants. Like if they blew them out, does the Chargers have more of a chance of? The, the game being more of like a not, not a trap game because it's Monday Night Football against another AFC contender. But you know what I mean? Like does does them losing so ugly maybe do something for them to the effect of like, hey, we sucked ass. We gotta kind of pick up pick up our shit a little bit. I definitely think so, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another. Uh, while I was reading that chat, um, some things came to mind. Number one, I mean, like something with these comebacks. I do think that. Zach Wilson is learning some of the respect from his teammates. Like, oh, uh, you know, this guy's going to fight whistle to whistle. Like he's getting killed. He's taking some shots. Like, you know, he did take some shots and, you know, deliver some strikes, you know, uh, standing tall in the pocket, standing tough in the pocket. And that has to earn some of the respect from the teammates. And another thing too, like, I mean, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson had absolutely zero connection last year. They are developing some type of connection to the point where Zach is, is trying to feed his star of the ball, which he should be. Like, he, you don't want to rely too much on one player. Like I remember when Calvin Johnson retired early, you know, a lot of people were saying that Matthew Stafford became a better passer because he just used to, you know, force feed the ball to Calvin so much earlier in his career. And maybe, maybe there is some truth to the fact that whatever the stats might say, um, Stafford maybe did become a better passer. Like there, there probably is at least some truth to that. But when you look at the Jets current situation, um, Garrett is the only guy who can consistently separate. So Zach needs to be forcing him the ball. And it does yeah. seem like they are building a little bit more of a bond. And it does seem like Garrett is, you know, gaining a little bit like uh, respect for him. You could see he was so visibly frustrated last year and you're, you're, you're seeing less of that. So that is also a promising sign. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. This game, there's a few like, Hey, screw it. I know Garrett Wilson somewhere down there. I'm just going to chuck that ball. Like, uh, on that was that third down where he ran like that stop or that um that uh comeback yeah late late in the game Mm -hmm. when the defender had defensive pass interference but garrett still caught the ball and still got the first down Uh, slow-mo guy i appreciate this comment uh joe are using your webcam mic or actual mic just checking because there's some background noise it was coming through my airpods so now my audio should be improved with that being said i have this little shitty mic a new a new good mic is uh is, is coming soon so Again, audio will be improved. And yeah, I just use my web, like I just use my laptop camera, but that's going to be an actual like webcam now um, in the in, you, soon. So 
Then I got to get a Mac Mini, I believe it's called, and do all that shit. I'm going to get different monitors. Joe, you should stream a game. I should absolutely not stream a Jets game. Kyle has been with me at Jets games. You guys would all fucking hate me. Like my, my wife's like, I legitimately like watching games better when you're not here because I don't, I don't enjoy myself. So, um, you don't want that Christian. I, I, I legitimately promise you. <laughs> Kyle can attest. I'm sure. Um, I started Joe is very, ne- Joe is very negative during games. No, I, oh, I, why do I have a reason not to be negative? Like, can, can you imagine us at that Giants game, Kyle, with how bad that was? Um, Rivka starting trouble. Yeah. Again, I'm not getting, I'm not getting so much involved. I'm, I'm fine with both, both people. Uh, what's up, Rivka? Keep up the good work. I, I read it all. Good appearance on CY job, uh, CYJ pod too. Yeah. Make sure to go check that out. If you're not a Donnie hater at this point, because apparently your people are, are picking sides. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. Let's keep, I'm going to keep moving on. Um, fans need to lay off sack, which uh, Kyle, we'll, we'll go through this while I'm scroll- scrolling through the chat. We kind of, we kind of do this. Um, we talk about the quarterback. We talk about the offensive line. Um, any anything you want to add from the running backs or the or the tight ends in, in in this game that you saw? While I find a couple of chats, it's hard for me to really criticize the running backs. There just really wasn't much space. I mean, I think that for the most part, Brees was trying, especially the gap plays. He was trying to hit the hole. Some of it wasn't there. Kind of late in the game, he tried bouncing something. Even when he tried to bounce it, it wasn't there. Um, Cook seemed to he didn't run much, but he seemed to be a little bit more decisive. But he's still not really explosive. So, you know, and again, there wasn't much space to run. Um, did you say running backs and who else? Receivers, tight ends, receivers. Tight, yeah, there's still groups. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Tight ends. Um, this was one of Usama, Uzama's better games. He was blocking angry. Uh, big block on on Brees's touchdown. Uh, nice play mm-hmm. on the very, by the way, Zach Wilson pump fake on that play did look like the Aaron ball handling. It. Yeah. The ball handling was amazing there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was really nice. Um, yeah. but then give credit to Uzama too, because you know, he, he broke that tackle turned up, you know, he's actually not bad with the ball in his hand. It is, it is kind of interesting sometimes when a guy looks so unathletic and can't separate, but then when he's got the ball in his hands, he can actually break tackles and stuff. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Conklin and Uzama are kind of almost the opposite in that regard. Uh, and Rucker, again, I want to see the guy running more routes. Uh, but, you know, his blocking again, like there was there was one play late in the game where he he tried to block Kayvon and, and, and Kayvon really kind of abused him and, and, and got in on a good run stuff late in the game, kind of forced the ball back inside. Uh, but other than that, I thought that he had some really solid blocks. Um, the one end around to Garrett Wilson. Um you know, I mean, like Rucker, he gets in space, and this is a guy who drives his feet through contact. Like he yeah. wants to hit people in space, and he is mm-hmm. good at sizing up a defender in space and hitting them. So, you know, I was pretty pleased with what I saw from him overall in the game. Oh yeah, and <clears throat> talk about Brees. I think you're going through your AirPods again. I can't be positive about that, but I think AirPods again. What the fuck is going on here? No, it says it says okay, USB. Maybe it's just because yeah. you're okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, running backs. I thought I thought Brees was obviously he had that fifty yard um, touchdown reception. The one drop was obviously on him. There was a few plays where I didn't like his indecisiveness. Um, he, there was the one play he he bounced outside in a duo where I'd like to see him take a yard or two. Um, and he tried to bounce outside and he ran he ran right into Thibodeau. But overall, he he was okay. Um, tight ends, like you said, Ruckert had that one play up the seam where he was wide open and Zach waited to throw the ball to him. So then the thing about duo, and, and, uh, I'm I'm curious to uh, get your perspective on this duo. Um, oftentimes like, yeah, it is supposed to hit a certain gap, but if it doesn't look good initially, running backs are taught to bounce those types of runs. Uh, mm-hmm. is your understanding the same thing? 
based on what you studied for Mila? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I could see why he would try to bounce it based on the fact. Yeah. That it, it, yeah. It, you'll you'll see in a review when he when he bounces it though. Like you have Thibodeau who has like a good like five yards out to his left, so he had really have to cover some ground before outflanking Thibodeau to the outside. So I'd like to see him press it a little bit more and cut up field. He just takes a yeah. loss, but nonetheless, um, yeah, receivers didn't get open. Wilson was obviously was obviously really good this this game. Um, Zach, that one thrower is a little bit late to Wilson. I would like to see Zach reset his base and throw that ball. Um, the the tight end, the one where he kind of floated the ball and then the refloated it. And yeah, what was it, Pinnock who got in there to break it up? Uh, yeah, I believe it was, I don't know if it's Pinnock, but it was one of the DBs. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it was definitely a lot of it was a lot of arm, it was a lot of arm on that throw, so they see that, but nonetheless, um. Yeah, Rucker was fine. Uzama had that one really nice yak play. And then on the Brees touchdown um, throw, he had a really, really nice block there too. Um, so credit to credit to him. Um, and that's really, I guess, it for for the, for the, the uh, offensive skill group. Um, Stingers of Boots says tight ends need to chip before going out on the routes against the Chargers. They have the edges. Not even the edges. Well, I, I know Mac has fallen off a little bit. Um, I know Bosa has even fallen off a little bit as compared to him, him in his prime. Um, but they also have a D tackle. I saw it somewhere on Twitter, like PFF or whatever. Their 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 D tackle has like four or five sacks on the interior as well. So not only do you have edges who you have to be concerned about with the Chargers, but you have um, you have an interior defensive lineman who's picking up sacks. You have you have Murray and who's their other? Is it Kendricks? Is the other linebacker? So you have two decent linebackers, and then you have um, Dorman James at safety. So they have some some studs on that defense. Now, with that being said, I think they're the 32nd ranked passing defense in the league and they allow about 300 yards to quarterbacks. Um, so you hope they can take advantage of it. The problem is to take advantage of it. You need your receivers to be able to get open and only one of ours can. So if you're, if the chargers are going to, to you know, obviously blitz you know, or, or send, you know, Mac and Bosa and their D tackle, and then you have Garrett Wilson double teamed who, who else is getting open? You know, because you're going to want guys who can get open quickly versus a good pass rush, and they don't really have those guys. So I'm a little bit concerned. And I'm going to be concerned about who gets open past, you know, Garrett Wilson for the rest of the season. That's why I thought they should have added somebody. Um, but yeah, you have to be concerned about their edge rushers and then even their D, their D tackle, who's going to go against, you know, potentially um, still banged up Joe Tippman or Xavier Newman and, and Billy Turner. It's not it's not ideal. Definitely not ideal, but. Uh, I'm up for the task. I, I'm curious to see how these guys are going to play in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's, Devils are fun to watch. Yeah, Devils are on right now. I believe actually, I should have that on. Which if I have, when I have my TV here, it's going to be completely fun. Devils are playing the Wild, I believe, right now. Which uh, yeah, new place looks cool, Joe. Yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate that, Christian. Uh, again, with the Ryan's and all those people out there with great backgrounds and great mics and and all these studio stuff with buttons and. And chickens flying across the screen and sh- the, the screen and shit. And I'm sitting in in my freaking living room with a ten year old laptop with a with a mini split behind me with a, you know AC unit <laughs> talking. So it's like I need to I need to step up my shit. So hey, Ryan AC inspired unit me. behind you. You're just you know you're just trying to support MetLife Stadium. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. We don't we don't have to we don't have to uh, to be down on AC units. So. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, we need Joe to go to hockey coaches clinics and start a Devils X Factor channel. No, I, I would. Yeah, if, if there's no, I, I love hockey though. Hockey, hockey's my number two. Kyle, if football just completely went away, do you would, would you have even a number? Like, I don't know if you even have a number two sport. Mixed like, martial you, arts. Yeah, you do like MMA and watch all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, uh, I I did like it a lot, like when I was like younger, first year of college, and then I like wasn't really interested in it for a long time. But like the past couple of years, I've like 
I've definitely been interested a, a little bit more, but you know, I, I, I don't claim to know a ton about the sport or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is fascinating to watch, you know, just assassins fight each other and take each other on. And it, it, I, I don't know. It, it's a really cool sport, man. And it, it's, 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 you know, cause in the one reason I, I love sports because of team, you know, camaraderie and working together and stuff, but something like MMA is, you know, it's totally different. It's just mono a mono. And there's something cool about that too. But anyway. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you, you either walk out of there, the highest of highs, like you just beat another man or you got beat, your ass beaten by another man in front of all of your family, all of your friends, everybody on Twitter, you know, you're gonna have some random fucking fat guy in Minnesota who's 55, 300 pounds, you know, came and jump an inch off the ground. like, Oh, you fucking pussy. You beat got your ass beat, you know? So, which you got to recognize, right? Yeah, to recognize that, which is why typically I don't I don't respond to anybody on Twitter. I really I really don't. I kind of I, I post and dump there now, <laughs> for the most part, unless I unless I recognize the name. Um, why is the trade deadline so early relative to other sports? Is it though, like in terms of uh, I didn't how know it early it is in relation to the like how long it is in the season? Like the the, the trade deadline is oh, basically halfway through the season almost. So, well, yeah. So it's not. So I'm I'm wondering, are there some sports where it's like post mid season? I wouldn't yeah, I'm know. trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not up enough on like trade deadlines of other sports and stuff. Um, but Clemens has also exclusively played on the edge of the season, only seven snaps inside. That's what I thought too. Like it's, they they bulk them up to, to continue on the outside. It just doesn't really make sense. Uh, no, it's, well, it's, says, so, it's so he could bully um, long snappers into punters on punts. There you go. See, Kyle knows the answer. Uh, if Garrett gets hurt uh, for for a week or two, we are fucked. It's not even, it's not even like for a week or two. It, it's it's yeah. last game. It's last game. Dude, I, fucked I, and us. I, I'm the Eagles game. It almost fucked us. Knock on wood. I, I with him, the way that uh, that man plants and cuts, and the, him saying the turf is garbage and stuff, and him, you know, yeah. kind of going down for a little bit in the Eagles game. Man, I'm just so worried. Like that, you know, some non-contact <laughs> injury is going to happen with him. Uh, yeah. But you know, pray to God that that doesn't happen. You have Lionheart here who is saying uh, Jets. See you were going to call him Lionheart, but you keep calling him Lionheart. Eagle, Eagle. See, it's it's fucking Kyle's fault now. I'm going to keep calling you Eagle. Eagle um, says Jets need a legit number one or two wide receiver in the offseason when time comes. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's going to be 31, but, you know, whatever. Rivka asked before, she's like, do you really think we're going to have like a first-round pick to get Devontae in the offseason? Do you think it costs that much, Kyle? And do you think the Jets do it if, it's, if that's the price? Rodgers well, is going to say, I want this done. The Jets are going to do it. Like, Rodgers said he wanted Cook done, and the Jets – did it that's only that's only I think reason the Jets I think would of- give up a first rounder for him um yeah and the, you know it was kind of, so look at last year and you know there was the big argument that some people were making like you didn't have to give up a first round because you're bidding against yourself nobody else wanted the guy for that price so did you need to give up a first rounder for Rodgers and it's like with Devontae, I don't think every team's going to want him just because of the age factor, and it is a big contract. I mean, you're not you're not trading for a 27 year old, 28 year old receiver. You are going to be trading for a receiver who, at some point during next season, I don't know if it's at the beginning. I think he, I think his birthday's in December. It's kind of weird that like you know I know a player who's not even on my team, his birthday or whatever. But uh, what is the guy? Is he turning 30 or 31 this December? Um, so what's he going to be next season? Um, you know, it does that warrant giving up a first round pick? Maybe not. But if Rogers really wants it done, if you really, really are all in next year and he is for sale when he wasn't for sale this year, um, you know, I, I could definitely see that happening. But, you know, who the hell is going to be running the Raiders? And do you need to do that depending on what the market is for him? But we've seen receivers mm-hmm. go for big price tags, whether in, in getting uh, money or 
you know, what they've been traded for. But I mean, AJ Brown, he went for what a first and a third. So, and, and AJ was what, 25, 26? A first, a first and a third to then turn around and draft a, rece- a fucking bum receiver in the first round, which, by the way, Traylon Burks is really working out with the Titans right now, right, Kyle? Yeah. Every time, everybody's telling me about Traylon Burks. Man. It was all over his film that he was going to be a guy, that, and then he can And then again, a, a, anything can change in the NFL. Like I'm only evaluating that college prospect in that year, so a player can change four years down the road. But what I saw on film was a guy who was a me guy who was not the most dedicated to football, and then he comes into camp, Kyle, and he's throwing up because of the practices because he's out of shape. I never, never, ever, ever would have guessed that would have happened. With, and even with his him. combine numbers, like, you know, he was kind of billed as like a big, you know, height, weight, speed guy. And even his combine numbers were kind of like, eh. Yeah. I'm not, know, I was not, not I was, super impressive. I was absolutely not a, a Burks guy. Um, I don't know, man. AJ Brown, like, you could just tell from year one that that dude had special film. And mm-hmm. obviously, this year, he's almost got a thousand yards this year. That dude's a stud. I don't know how they let him walk out of that building. Marvin. I didn't realize how much I would come to hate AJ Brown. I, I hate AJ Brown now just because of like Elijah how Moore? he acts and Elijah Moore and even sauce being out and sauce being like, you know, I didn't even feel him like basically like a, you know, a gif of like somebody like questioning sauce, like, Oh really? You're really hurt. Like kind of, kind of insinuating that he's dodging the game because AJ Brown is playing in it. So like, I, I don't like AJ, AJ Brown's a diva receiver. I don't like him at all. Um, So I actively root against him, but um, how would you rate the end of the fourth quarter of the giants game spiking the ball with, it's not an excitement. It was just, it was just pure, like what, uh, not like not exhilaration, but just like nerves. Dude. Like I was, I was screaming at my TV, get down, get down, get down to Lazard. And when he kept running, I'm like they fucking lost it. They're not gonna be able to spike the ball. And like they get up to the line, they spike it. I'm like, holy shit, dude! But I scared the shit out of my dog and my wife because I was screaming like a little squirrel girl bitch. I'm just not, I'm not gonna lie about it. So. Um, yeah, it was it was excitement. I'm, I'm assuming that's what he tried to do with the, the $10 super chat, but we appreciate Thanks, it. Marvin. Um, Marvin, were you also screaming like a little schoolgirl bitch, Kyle? I, I actually was surprisingly very quiet. I mean, I was yeah. just kind of like not expecting it. I'm trying not to. I mean, you know me, like you've been a couple of games with me. I can be like extremely loud. And when, I will be extremely loud when I go to an actual stadium and stuff. But sometimes when I'm watching, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, my wife too also doesn't like like when I get like too like that. Like I remember when Garrett Wilson scored his touchdown against uh, the Dallas. The, the immediate words that came out of my mouth was "suck it, Dallas," and I said it really, 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 really loud. My wife's not the hugest fan of like talk like that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I you know I I try to restrain myself a little bit too sometimes, especially when I'm home. But I, I kind of was just like a little bit in disbelief. It it felt like a lot like the Cleveland game last year in some ways. But I was also kind of really relieved, too, because I didn't want to hear all the crap from Giants fans like, oh, you lost uh, Danny DeVito or whatever. And I know his yeah. name's not Danny, but I'm just going to keep calling him that. Um, yeah. So That freaking Browns game, I, my friend Tom, after they, again, you have a few drinks in you, so you don't necessarily think rationally. I just remember when they won that game, just just took, just took licked them from here to there in his head, just straight sweat. You're just disgusting. It was yeah. so gross, dude. It was so gross. But I was really fucking excited. But uh, yeah, this one I'm trying to, I'm trying to like figure it out, man, because I, I get way too excited, like screaming and cursing and whatever. But I have to find a middle ground because my kid's gonna grow up. Well, why don't you, you, a, you maybe lay off the booze a little bit? 
No, no, I was completely sober for the Giants. Oh, completely okay. sober, screaming, screaming. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Um, but when I have a kid, he's gonna watch me and be like, "This fucking guy is a psychopath during these games and all the stress." I don't want to watch football, so I gotta, I gotta chill. I gotta chill uh, soon before my son realizes like this is kind of fucking stupid. Like, why does he watch this shit if he if he hates it? I don't know. So, um, who do we want to win, Steelers or Titans? Easily the Titans, right? In terms of playoffs, I don't think the, I don't think the Titans are gonna threaten us later on. Steelers might, might. So, thinking about the Titans, yeah, no, the Titans don't have a shot at their division. The Jags are going to win that division. So, yeah, I, I, I guess you'd probably go with the Titans. Yeah, somebody said, uh, somebody said you blew it, Capiche from Tim and Eric too. I'm assuming that's that's a uh, that's a soundbite. And somebody mentioned before uh, the playoffs one from from uh, from Herm would be a good one. So yeah, I think there's like I think there's like eight or ten buttons I can hit. So I can be like playoffs. You blew it, whatever. For like just stupid moments. I'm I'm not trying to be all sound effects and shit, but it'd be nice to be able to hit every once in a while. Um, so I'm gonna do that. Let's see. Um Hackett and Salah have to let uh, let Zach air it out and eventually soften the defense. How about some slant and go or double moves downfields from Garrett? Defenses are sitting on routes. Um Kyle, wanna take this? What do you what do you think? Well, you- it's hard to say let Zach air it out because <laughs> While Zach has shown improvement in terms of his his general accuracy has certainly improved, his confidence has improved, mm-hmm. his pocket presence has improved. I do think his understanding of the game has improved in terms of his internal clock and stuff. As, even though it's not good, it's improved. Um, but he is one of the slowest quarterbacks in the league in terms of clicking through reads. It's the game is not fast. It's not slow for him yet. So when you say just oh you're going to rely on Zach airing it out, it's like okay. Yeah, that will open up the run game and make things easier for Brees and stuff. And you do want to have a modern NFL offense, but it's like, what are your pass catch- catching options too? You have Garrett, but it's not like you're you're trotting out a bunch of stud receivers out there either. Um, they do need to have more of a balance. They need to be doing more play action too. Like, think about it. one of the better passing yeah. plays in this game came off a of play a really nice play action fake to CJ Uzama. Do more fakes like that and stuff too. Um, so. More play action, especially on first down, too. Teams, no, week in, week out, the Jets want to run the ball. They want to protect Zach Wilson. That's fine. Let them think that. Do some more play action. You know, going back to that Chiefs game, man, we haven't seen that level of play action since that game. Go back and do more of it. Um, They do need to allow him to pass the ball more. Um, He's showing more confidence. He's showing more comfortability. He is getting better. You know, you have to put up points in this league. So do more of it, but, you know, the idea that Zach is going to come back and, you know, you're going to have him throw the, the ball as much as you want someone like Burrow or Herbert or Josh Allen to throw the ball. No, not yet. Probably yeah. With that also being said too, like if he's getting turnovers at a, at a certain point, are you, are you leaving your de- devil score again? Um, at, <laughs> are you leaving your defense out there to dry, you know, and, and with it, like it's at a certain point you can let Zach or you want him to let it rip. But then there's also points where this game, after play action, he's staring at Jeremy Ruckert wide open in the seam, and he decides to not throw the ball, hold the ball for an extra second, step away from the throw, and then the ball drifts out there. So it's I, I don't think that, I, don't, I think letting letting it rip is is something that we could like we want for Zach Wilson, but not necessarily deep either, right? Like I don't I don't know it's kind of hard to answer, but can't they I put in some that you know Zach Wilson's <clears throat> top five in terms of like lowest passer rating on deep balls. Zach Wilson did have a pretty deep ball in college, but something in the NFL, like he never really ha- has like the touch. Like, he's obviously has the arm strength, 
but something with like his touch and stuff is just off. It's gotten better. You know, he obviously had the nice deep shot to Garrett Wilson last week against the Eagles. Um, but you know, his deep ball does not look good thus mm-hmm. far in the NFL. Um, can they put both cook and hole in the backfield together? I know it's not really their type of offense, but I think it would confuse or cause defenses to play to, would it really well, though? Like, would you like, want yeah. would you want Dalvin Cook as a lead blocker or Brees Hall for that matter? I mean, eh. he's not going to lead. They're not going to lead block. If they both our, defense is, our defense is really going to be worried. Oh, they're, they might give Cook the ball here. Oh, I'm scared of Cook. Like they're still going to be thinking, oh, the ball's going to Brees. Yeah, give me give me give me Jeremy Rockard on the field instead of instead of Cook. So I'm not I'm not yeah, with that. I don't like that. Uh, it Shane Moore was was a diva. He could separate more than our current group. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He could separate more than other all, all of our other guys. Jordan Victor, um, I know, I now know is a liar. Uh, Joe, your old setup was good too. The new one is better, but not required. The old setup was me with a green light in my in my thing. That was it. That's, that's all there was. There's was no decorations. There's no jet signs. There's nothing. I got. I had to up my game up. So up the, the game is being up slowly. Starting off with uh, this stuff. Then it's gonna be all here. All this is getting upgraded. My freaking computer is basically dead, Kyle. So I gotta look into that. Um, okay. Baseball is July 31st, so about uh, 100 out of 162. Yeah, okay. So football is relatively early. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I, I honestly have to think about that question for quite a long time to tell you exactly why I think it's earlier than some other sports. I don't I don't know. Um, MTO, Boy Green. <laughs> it seems like out of all sports, it should be later because one of the reasons you have a trade deadline is, oh, well, there's injuries. Let's assess our team after we've gotten so many injuries and stuff. And this is the most violent game out of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rifka, cool if they moved it back a little bit. Rifka says relief for me. I really needed the jets to win that game. So the big blue view people wouldn't get on my case that. And it's like, you know, Jalen Hyatt, everybody's hyping up this throw versus sauce and all stuff. Did Hyatt even have a catch? Did he have no. one catch? I don't think he had one catch. He did he? Not, no. Okay. So like, we're, you know, go, go hype up another fucking, <laughs> you know, another route. Did any of the receivers have a catch? Course. I mean, Saquon had a couple catches. Um, uh, Waller had at least one catch. Um, I don't think Slayton had any catches. Um, mm-hmm. I know Wandale Robinson had like a couple end arounds. He might have even caught the caught a ball in the flat, but none of the receivers had a downfield catch. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, why don't we t- Why don't we take a wide receiver in the draft this year? We should be in the right position. So the only two, only two things with this one. Um, it is a good year for a receiver draft. Was what I'm hearing. I heard it was also a very good year for tackles, though. And my thing with this is okay. Um, obviously, get Devonte Adams in a trade draft to tackle. You, you're going to get Devonte Adams or Mike Evans, in my opinion. I, you know, I might even prefer Evans because you could have him for just the price it costs in free agency instead of having to trade a first round pick and for more money. So Mike yeah. Evans might honestly be the better option, but you're probably going to get one there. And then with that being said, let's say it is Rogers last year. You know, uh, maybe he plays two, maybe two year, two more years. I don't know. But do you want? Does he want a rookie receiver who has to build chemistry with, or just have them on the line and address it? with a veteran in free agency. So I think Rodgers would probably prefer to have some vet receivers. Um, that, at least yeah. in my opinion. Rodgers didn't look too happy throwing in the rookies last year. <laughs> Old setup also had the phantom black spot in the wall, which somehow just disappeared. I, I don't know what, exactly what happened to that black spot, but RIP to the black spot. Uh, when Rodgers coming back, I don't, I don't know. What do you, th- what do you think, Kyle? This January 7th versus the Pats? Week 17. Week 17. Week 17 versus the Browns? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you want to bring him back back against Miles Garrett? Um, but 
I mean, I feel like if you're going to bring him back and granted he is healthy, you, you don't want to do it for the playoff game. You want to do it before. And do you want to do it just one week before, you know, mm-hmm. you'd first of all, you want to secure your spot in the playoffs and it doesn't look like the jets are going to mm-hmm. win the division. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a wild card spot and the AFC just looks good this year. Like look at the playoff uh, scenario right now. Like it's, there's a lot better teams in the AFC and we knew this coming in than the NFC. So you know, you, you want to do whatever you can to secure the playoff spot. So, you know, is it going to be enough to bring them back the last week against the Patriots? I don't know. So if I have to take a guess, I'll say week 17, but maybe that's just stupid talk. Like maybe that's just the fanboy in me speaking out like, Oh, can he realistically come back from a torn Achilles in just less than four months? And, that, and, and I can excuse like some of their lack of activity at the traded line, maybe like based on maybe their reality of like, Hey, he's not going to come back this year. So why are you going to waste assets, you know, this year when we can just use less assets to address those same positions in the off season? I don't know. Um, but Kyle, I got to jump off for just two, just two minutes. Uh, I'm going to put up the super chat and then I'll be back. I'm going to be able to hear everything you say, but uh, the NY bully says good teams win by drafting, signing star players. Uh, building depth at their respective position and getting their players to buy into their culture. Do you see this front office being able to do that? All right, well, thanks, NY Bully, who is pretty generous with the Super Chats. He's given us a lot over the years. Appreciate that. Um, so drafting and signing star players. Well, they did re-sign Quinn and Williams, which, you know, the Jets had let some other guys, oh, well, you, you know, you drafted Leonard Williams, and then eventually you traded him away. You drafted Jamal Adams. You traded him away. Uh, so... It does seem like this front office is trying to, you know, granted Quinnen was not drafted by this current front office, but they did re-sign him. Um, they did sign a star player or traded for a star player in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, in terms of depth, there's a lot more depth on this roster now than there was a couple of years ago. So it does seem like they're building a hell of a lot of depth. I mean, just look at the depth on the defensive line. You could even argue that the secondary has depth because, you know, like, you know, someone like Bryce Hall, like, you know, we saw what he did as a backup coming in the Eagles game, like, you know, as a, as a depth guy, as a guy who comes in in a pinch, he's not bad. Um, let's see. Do they have a lot of good depth on the offensive line? Eh. I, they do have depth in, in certain positions for sure. Uh, uh, players buying into the culture. I do think the players have bought into the culture. It's not lost on me. Like that, you know, Roberts, uh, that, that Rogers really meant what he said about like wanting to play with Robert Sala. It didn't seem like, I don't think Rogers just would have came and played for any team. Like, I think part of the reason Rogers is motivated to play this year was motivated to play this year was because green Bay in a sense, almost kind of turned his back on him and the way they did it kind of like, you know, not really talking to him or whatever, or, or making a decision while he went into the dark. I, I don't remember the whole timeline of things, but when I when I heard him talking on the McAfee show about it, it seemed like he was kind of like, oh, you guys are kind of like doubting me and people are doubting me and stuff. And you want to go with the other guy. And that kind of motivated him. But I don't think he just would have came to any team. Like, I think like I do think the Jets genuinely impressed him when he went to go when he played them last year and when he, they flew out to California to meet with him in the offseason. So I, I do think that uh, players are buying into the culture for sure. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, we had like someone like Elijah Moore or whatever, but you know, Michael Floor that was kind of like a him and Michael Floor problem and kind of like a Elijah Moore diva problem. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have some players that are a little bit discontent. Um, I guess you could even argue that like uh, someone like Becton crying about, oh, I'm a left tackle, and you know, Brees Hall with the oh, four football emojis, you know, is Brees buying into the culture? 
But that just kind of seems like that's like a week, a league wide thing where players kind of bitch and cry and air their emotions out publicly on social thing. media in general. Yeah. Um, but I do think that overall players do genuinely like this team and stuff and, and have bought into that quote unquote culture. <clears throat> well, we've drafted the star players, right? That's he's, he's definitely done that. Um, he's built some good depth at corner. And depth is a thing that trickles down from the top too, right? Like you get you get depth as 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 time goes on. Like you know, you're talking about our depth this year. Hall and Eccles at corners would be starters for us for almost ten years. You know, uh, you know, past the past few years, considering we had guys like Darren Walls and Marcus Williams and whoever else starting uh, at, at corner. So I, I think he's I think he's had you know he's, he's drafted some star players. Um, I think players definitely buy into the culture. Again, depth we'll see. My biggest problem with with the front office is one free agency. I think the free agency has been generally bad so far, right? There's been a lot more misses than hits in free agency, and then the stubbornness to to, to like veterans or or um, or just their or like their roster. You'll have guys like Uzama not playing enough enough reps before Rucker can play. You have your know, Dalvin Cook playing too many reps over Michael Carter or even Izzy at this point. You had the you had the handling of the quarterback situation, Kyle, which we criticized for months was never never addressed properly. I don't think quarterback was addressed properly the first year, you know. So I, I think there's some stubbornness there from from Douglas, and then I also think there's and, and stubbornness in terms of like also the fact that like, hey, these receivers are good enough. Corey Davis retires, let's just sit on our hands. We don't really care. Let's just roll with what we have. Like that was a problem to me. So I would say stubbornness about his roster and confidence in his players. And then his free agency decisions have been bad, right? He's he's like a he's like a he's like a B B plus GM though, right? Like I don't think he's an A. I don't think he's a I don't think he's an F or anything like that. I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think he's like a B B GM. If he fixed some of his free agency signings, um, I think I think we you know we'd be in a lot better standing with him. So yeah, and if and if Zach Wilson obviously hit, we'd think a lot higher of him as a GM. And if uh... Yeah. I think a lot of it's injuries, man. Like, you know, somebody like, you know, Becton going down for two straight years, AVT going down for two straight years. I mean, like he's, wow. that's a, a lot of resources in terms of draft capital was drafted into those two guys. And to have them miss just so many games due to injuries is obviously killer. He's tried to address the offensive line. Um, and I think if, you know, both players could be, you know, pro bowl players year in, year out, had they been, you know, fully healthy and stuff throughout their careers, but you know, mm-hmm. what it could have should have, um, damn, something was on the top of my mind. I forgot. Anyway, keep talking, Joe. Yeah. So it, it, that, and then in terms of the, in terms of the coaching, um, I think, I think Sal has been fine, but there is some questions about the OC this year, obviously. And then the penalties, I, I blame it more on players, but it's been happening over weeks and weeks and weeks now. So that's something that coach has to address. And then, Kind of like the, the the first half handling of the clock right before the half was brutal in my opinion, uh, and and that's a lot on Michael Carter. But you have the ball backed up in your own to, in, into your own territory with about fifty seconds left. You run the first play, they call a timeout. Second play, Michael Carter looks like he fights to get out of bounds when the coaches should clearly emphasize to him, do not go out of bounds. And Michael Carter should know that as well. So blame the coach or the player, regardless. Bad on who, you know whoever you want to blame more for that. And then, so they don't have to call a timeout there. And then third down, you pass the ball. So it went from a good coach giving the Giants back the ball, you know, near the 50-yard line with no timeouts and about 45 seconds to drive, you know, for, for a field goal. That's, that was supposed to be the situation. What, what, what happened was 
Now they have the ball with two timeouts and 45 seconds left or whatever it was. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So Salah has some management problems and some <clears throat> baffling decisions. Like the, even the offensive staff, the first game, they, what did Hackett come out and say? He's like, we didn't, we didn't expect Parsons to be that fast. It's like, what the fuck? You didn't know Parsons was fast? Like, like, what are we, you what didn't are we know doing he here? ran like a 4-3 something on his pro day? Like- so – yeah, so there's some stubbornness. Um, overall, again, I think they're I think they're okay. I, I think it's much more you know j- you know the 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 Jimmys than the X's and O's. Um, realistically, unless you're like you unless you're like an upper tier Kyle Shanahan's Bill Belichick type of guys, like those those guys make the difference. And there's a very large group in the middle that kind of just are reliant on their players. And then there's like a few really bad coaches at the bottom, the bottom, the McDaniel's, the Urban Meyer of a couple of years ago, the Adam Gases, whoever else. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of kind of a loaded answer there. But I'm not sure. But I give them like a B. I think I think they're like a B group right now. Um, and then they'll see what happens with with Rodgers. But like you said, Kyle, like injuries, you can't necessarily predict injuries in the offensive line. Now, with that being said, coming into this year, you have Dwayne Brown, who's 80 years old, and Beckton, who hasn't played a season in basically two years. So your tackle plan should have been more than hey, let's just hope these guys are healthy. You know, in, in my opinion. So um, I definitely have some flaws with this with this front office, but I don't think they're brutal either. So. Um, my Lawrence says Zach needs to improve, and I appreciate the super chat. Uh, and my goal, if I didn't say that, um, Zach needs to improve his liner of the ball. Most of his throws are rifle shots. Yeah, he definitely needs to work on his touch of the of the ball. Um, liner is I, I generally use that for more like layering over different coverages. So, but um, yeah, touch touch for sure. He he has to he has to work on. Rob D says if Aaron is ninety five percent for wild card weekend, do you play him? Ninety five percent, yeah. Not to cop out here, but what does Rogers say? Does Rogers say yes, I'm playing? Then he plays. If Rogers says no, I'm not playing, then he does not play. And that's how the Jets are most likely. Yeah, going and to I mean, it. and Rogers said on his last McAfee appearance that like, it, if I can't move, it doesn't make sense for me to play. And I'm paraphrasing him, so yeah, you know. But I think he's ninety five percent. Yeah, ninety five. I mean, we'll take it. You risk the the five percent for like what happens? What happens if you say no? We want you for next year, next year, and then he retires <laughs> or. He injures himself again. Like at that point, your wild card weekend, you're play, you're playing him at ninety five percent if he feels like he, he can go. Um, so it's, it's it's really dependent on him. Uh, For a guy who was like quote ninety ninety five percent done when he went into the dark room. For him to have a torn Achilles and then for him to have like another catastrophic injury, like in the same season where he miraculously came back after rehabbing so hard for several months, you'd have to think that that guy's like okay, it's time to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Kyle. So we'll we'll there's we got we pretty much caught up to the chat. So um, we'll go through the defense really really quickly. So we'll end, we'll end at nine. We'll keep our two hour thing. Um, so offense we hit on the offense defensive line. We hit on it right. Q again. Q has been very 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 good. He's just not been elite. He had a, he had a, quite a few nice plays in this game. JJ had uh, what four or five pressures. Um, he had two he had two sacks. Uh, Quentin Jefferson had quite a few really yeah. impressive run stuffs in, in this one. And that was something that they I started I, playing. I, they started playing him at nose after what's his face went down. That was something I brought up in the, in the, in the review. I was like, I'm glad I, I kind of mentioned that uh, Quentin Jefferson, I think he was better in the run game than some people realize. And he's been better in the run game than some people realize. So credit to him, credit, credit to Q, a good signing. credit to Huff, credit to JJ, the linebackers, um, Quincy, great game. But dude, if he got that penalty at the end for jumping in Saquon's face, I was gonna fucking lose. Which it. probably, um, honestly, the refs must have missed because I think if the refs saw that, they bro. would have thrown the flag. You have to go back and watch the broadcast of that because he did it. It wasn't for two seconds. It was like five no, seconds. No, I, I saw screaming. you. I saw you throw the clip up, or somebody yeah. saw. I think it was you who threw the clip up on 
I don't Twitter. It might have been me. I don't know. I don't think it was. But um, then you must maybe you commented on somebody who did because I'm pretty sure I saw it through you. Um, Mosley Mosley had a good game. Um, he had that one play where he took on a, a a guard on duo and took out Saquon Barkley. He also Kyle. Um, I don't even remember the play specifically, but he had a play where the he had the pass deflection. No, where Huff huge. was one on one with with Barkley, if that ball is yeah, thrown, he might go to probably a touchdown. It's yeah. probably a touchdown, and if not, you're talking about them being in the red zone with a field goal, um, potentially being easy there. But that was a massive pass deflection by Mosley on that yep. play. Oh yeah, so yeah, good you play could by him. See, like from the way Saquon is jumping up and down afterwards, that he knew he could have took that to the house. Anything I want to add? By the way, he had a great game, Saquon. He the did. way that yeah, the he, way that he he, he you know he was jumping in out of cuts, man. Like he, I, I can't say I watched a ton of him, but like he he's really kind of like smooth and shifty, and like um, it's kind of weird to describe how he ran in this game, but he impressed me for sure. Anything you want to add to the front seven, Kyle? Mm, I, the only thing I'll say is regarding what you brought up about JJ, strongly criticized him. I, I saw that Nania put out some of the stats of, about what JJ did like weeks one to four versus what he's done the past three, four weeks or whatever. And it's remarkably different. And it, I would, so the, but, but, there might be some people who eventually want to like maybe shove this in my face. Oh, you doubted Jermaine Johnson and stuff. It's like, Hey, listen, I knew he had talent. Uh, I kind of like say it's like my criticism of him was definitely warranted. Like he was very quiet early on, and he was very quiet this season. Kind of like Quinn and Williams was for for a while. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy to see him, you know, playing a little bit better. And he's doing exactly what we said he needs to do: be more decisive, stop dancing, you know, just you know, recognize what your strengths are and use them. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that, so good, good job, JJ. Yeah, uh, and moving back a little bit, safeties, dude. Whitehead had another missed tackle. Oh, that in was this bad. Game. Really bad. I'm trying to think what, what play was that exactly? It was, it was relatively early, right? Where Whitehead yeah. missed tackle. It was on Tyrod, right? Like Tyrod just completely yep. cooked him in the open field. He barely touched him. And then Tony Adams had a, another uh, bad missed tackle. It was, it was on Saquon, so it's a little bit more forgivable. And then the DeVito touchdown. Oh, my God, dude. That one. He was so blind to where he was with that ball. He was staring at the running back for like eight seconds too long. And then, like, he had that oh shit moment where he looked to his right. Yeah. And, and, and I see why was... Bryce, you know, biting on the dive. Like, okay, who, you know, Saquon, but like, you know, what's his face? Uh, should have been there to stuff DeVito, mm-hmm. Tony Adams. And that was ugly. Uh, Jets defense was only a B because to allow 200 yards. Yeah, I said that on Twitter. Completely uh, agree, Harold. I, I, yeah, I put that up, and you know, I was obviously being a little bit like negative. I was like, you know, this guy sucks, this guy sucks. I'm like, the Jets defense, for all the credit it gets, you know, allowing 200 yards to a team who was basically running a 1950s offense where they with a bunch of backups ball. on the offensive line. They didn't even, Touch, I thought Andrew, yeah. Andrew Thomas was supposed to play in the game, he didn't. Yeah, and, and the fact that they came out after halftime and drove the ball down your throats for a touchdown. Now, was that because of a Michael Clemens jump offside? Yes, was that aided by? Jermaine Johnson not getting them off the field on third down because he wanted to jump over a human being and 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 spear DeVito in the head. Yeah, you know, like that's that that's what led to that. But I agree with Harold in terms of the run defense was not as impressive as it should have been, considering the fact that they could not throw the ball and they would not throw the ball. So I was a little bit disappointed in the in the in the run defense from from the Jets. So I'm, it is, I'm with Harold. It makes you it really does make you want to pull your hair out, wondering why can the run defense be as good as they were against the Eagles with that offensive line. And then they, the very next week, they're not nearly as good 
And I know Al Woods went down, and that was a huge part. Like, you know, he's not a guy you can easily replace. By the way, speaking of depth, hmm? I'm actually, you know, you know, the the hard knock star himself, Tanzel Smart. Again, back. a guy, a guy who's on the practice squad. That's an example, NY bully of depth. Like this is a guy who I feel like, you know, to come in on obvious rundowns, you know, in an obvious running situation, he's not going to give anything as, but this guy, he's going to bring, you know, lunch pail every day. He's going to, he's going to give you everything he has on a down. And I think he's going to be pretty solid in the run game. Tanzel smart. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's obviously a downgrade from Al Woods clearly, but you know, that's mm. when you talk about, when you talk about depth. I'm not sure if I'm taking this. I don't know if I'm just not digesting this right, but you could also play the what if game with with Pinnock in the film review. I'm not sure what that means. I criticized Pinnock that that one um that that Brees touchdown. He missed the tackle where he did not wrap wrap oh, up. That was an awful, awful wrap up. Um, so 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 I was talking shit. I was like Pinnock, you know, yeah, yeah, he didn't even wrap up. He didn't even wrap up. But like sometimes, like you know, you throw a really good shot. Like you throw a really good shoulder shot, and the guy just bounces off like that. That was all kinds of weak like he like did he even contact breeze like that was a weak tackle where he didn't even wrap yeah just and, yeah, and by the way pinnock a lot of the criticism like you know he, pinnock was well well pinnock was drafted to be a corner i can't remember like did the jets mostly keep him at safety when he was here with us like i'm trying to remember or was he converted to safety when he went to the giants because pinnock his film was fun in some ways like he had some really nice moments in press but he definitely did not have any makeup recovery speed. Like he got beat for some long touchdowns in his college film. He was either dominant or really shitty. Like there was no in between with his film. It was either really, really just so volatile. Um, corners all fine. They didn't really do much of anything. Uh, you had Michael Carter, the second who had that really nice uh, play on that fade where he, they threw it out of the end zone. Oh, yeah. He played that really, really well. Uh, square hips, patient, all that, which was good. First, first drive of the game. Yeah. Um, past that, uh, anything else to mention? Uh, There's not really much to say because they didn't really have to do much. Dude, Zerline two for two. That last kick, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was tipped, Kyle. Um, I couldn't tell from the review, but the way that hooked, I'm. I think maybe it was. It was pretty close, but I thought he missed that. Like I was. I thought he missed. Very, dude, I free. I'm like you, motherfucker. Like really, like whatever. Like you'll probably get the ball back, but I bugged out. I did not think he made that. So. Credit to him. Credit to Will McDonald and Brant Boyer and him jumping over that over the line there and, and hoping or, or uh, potentially making Gano miss that kick and pull it. Um, and then obviously, dude, Morstead, right? Like it, it wasn't even punts Stop. that it wasn't even punts that hit the the fifteen and rolled to the five where they can yeah they bounced that. back. Dude, it was it was like land at the six. Stop at the seven, or or land at the six and roll out. No, what a joke PFF is. How could you? How could you look at that game and 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 grade him poorly, Kyle? That's all you need to know about PFF. You don't have to say anything else. Thomas Morstead graded. That out was one of the best games I've ever seen. Ever from seen. And it was like a below average to an average game for a punter that they rated it. And then there was also I think Nani did the article on this recently, but it's like. There was some running back who got three carries for, for 12 yards and did like nothing impressive on those runs. And they gave him a higher grade than Brees Hall the, 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 the week he had like 190 per all purpose yards, whatever it was. It's like, what do they do? So that's just know. bad. But credit to Thomas Morstead. Um, I thought you could tell a little bit in this game that the Gunners were not Irv Trolls and um, and Hardy because they had quite a few returns on the Jets, which I yeah. did not appreciate. But, but what's his face? Surratt did have a really nice tackle. 
uh, I don't specifically remember to be completely transparent. But... It was one of the earlier punts. Surratt had a huge tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he had a couple of forty-yard punts when he really needed distance. But the but the three punts inside the five-yard line don't offset. You know, him not kicking it a little bit far. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I couldn't give two shits less about PFF. I really don't care. <laughs> um. So, and then uh, past that, yeah, coaching. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to mention from this uh, from this Giants game, Kyle? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mentioned the empty on third and one, which really, really pissed me off. We mentioned Zach. Okay. So we'll move on to the Chargers game. Oh yeah. We only have a couple of minutes now. Um, the Chargers thoughts on, let's just do offense versus. Let's just do their offense versus our defense first. We'll do de- their, their defense their versus off- our offense and we'll kind of move on. You said their offense first. Okay. Herbert's yeah, a yeah. stud. Um, you know, you do wonder about the clutch factor with him. Uh, one of the best arms in the NFL does have good athleticism too. He's not the best runner in the world, but he can move. Um, Eckler, very good running back. That's uh, what I'm concerned about. Yeah, and he's a multi-dimensional back too. So he's he's one of these guys who, you know, you forget about him, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's catching a check down or catching a screen, and you know, taking it for some serious yardage. Are all the receivers healthy? Like, is Mike Williams playing? No, he's he's out for the year. He's out for the year. Okay. He's been out for at least three or four weeks, I believe. Okay. So Keenan mm-hmm. Keenan is still a stud as far as in terms of, you know, route running technician. Quinn Johnson really hasn't done much, I don't believe. Yeah. Um, I like some things on his college tape. I have no clue who their tight ends are. Uh, offensive line. So is it Everett? Is it Gerald Everett, maybe? maybe. Offensive line. I, and I don't have the R Lads depth chart up, and I don't know if you do, but do you have that offensive line on you handy? Should I pull that's, it that's- up? That's what I'm, 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 I'm pulling up right Pull it now. up and screen share that. Mm-hmm. So obviously they have um, Northwestern University uh, left tackle, short arms guy. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. He's good. Uh, although he had a season-ending injury last year, so I'm not exactly sure how he's been playing this year. Um, any day now this can pull up. They, Can't see them. I can, I can see it on my I can screen. See it now. I can now see it. It just took a there little while. All right, let me make it. Okay. okay. Ray Sean Slater, Zion Johnson. Okay, so he that was kind of a surprise first round pick that they had. Um, I have no idea who Will Clapp is. Uh, I don't know who the right guard is, and I don't know who the right tackle is. I don't know if I should know who <laughs> these guys are. But, I've heard um, of Trey Pipkins. I don't know. I, maybe, he, maybe he's in the draft like last year or two, but uh, I know Zion Johnson from, from the draft. Well, apparently he was a third round pick from 2019, Pipkins. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if anyone has any info on a lot of these guys, but uh, I heard Zion Johnson played, you know, had a pretty good rookie year from what I heard. Again, I don't watch much Chargers film. Uh, mm-hmm. So the offensive line doesn't look super impressive. Um, you said that you're really scared of Mr. Eckler. Do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, by I, the way, Josh, pa- Josh Palmer, he's having a good year from what I'm hearing. Is that true or false? I think somebody just said that uh, that that Palmer – Palmer got hurt. Um, so I don't know if he's hurt for this week or, or if he's going to stay. He would probably be red if he was hurt. Yeah. Gerald Everett, being that he's red, that seems like uh, you know, there's a decent chance he might not play in this game. Yeah, tight ends, Donald Parham, uh, Stone Smart. Okay, we're not really scared of those guys. That, uh, oh, I can say Isaiah Spiller. I remember it, you and Scott Mason told me to watch some Isaiah Spiller film when we were talking about potential uh, running back draft targets for the Jets. I was not a fan. Yeah, you yeah you didn't like how what like high wasted he was or something. Um, 
but yeah, Eckler is a monster. And it's really just about the fact that, hey, the Jets kind of, they can struggle with screens. They can struggle with really good running backs. They have some safeties right now who can't necessarily tackle. And you have Eckler, who every single time I watch that guy play uh, football, he's making a guy or two miss after just like a quick check down. So I think they may like legitimately isolate him um, on, you know, Mosley or Quincy, Quincy Williams and see him carve them up a little bit in terms of the receiving game. So that's a little bit of my concern. Um, Herbert is obviously really good. He can, can make any throw. Co- uh, comment off the screen just so I can see the whole thing. Oh, sorry. He can, he can make any throw in the, in, in the world, but then there's also times where he'll just t- chuck up a deep ball in, into double coverage if he's pressured. So I think Herbert is good. He's not the best when pressured, at least from my understanding. Yeah. You can be concerned about Allen. Now past that Quentin, Josh uh, Johnson, Josh Palmer, again, nothing really to write home about. So this offense is Keenan Allen, if they can isolate him in the slot, but then even if they isolate him in the slot, it's Michael Carter the second there. So um, I think Keenan is Keenan is not explosive. Like you, you don't, you're not worried that Keenan is going to catch a ball and then you know take it 50 yards to the house. No, he's just a guy who will get like three chains. Yeah, he's going to move the chains in frustratingly on you know third down conversions. Yeah, yeah. So so not overly concerned now their defense Kyle um, by the way I, I remember Daniel Jeremiah not too long ago hyping up Thule I don't know how you pronounce that last name on here Thule, on this, he's, Thule, look, Thule. he's yeah, yeah yeah so I, I and I saw Jeremiah put some tape out of him he, he I, I was impressed from that very very little bit of tape I saw so another guy who can maybe get to the quarterback which is mm. you know banged up offensive lines a little concerning and I don't know which one it is, but I know one of these guys has like four or five sacks. One of their defensive linemen, I think it's Nick Williams, but I, I could be wrong. Um, and then past that, <laughs> you have you have Joey Bosa, you have you have Khalil Mack on their defensive on their defensive line or their rushers. Um, Eric Kendrick, you know, obviously he's dropped off a little bit, but I still think he's at least all right. Kenneth right. Murray, I know, is a struggling linebacker, a struggling young linebacker, but he has plenty of speed. Um, I know that they're getting abused. I think in coverage though with their linebackers, which is a little bit surprising with Kendricks. Um, and then their secondary, obviously Derwin James is he's a, a stud. stud. He's an absolute stud. Oh, right. I always thought he was better than Jamal, Jamal. Adams. Yeah. yeah. Um, their corners, Michael Davis, uh, Jasir Taylor, Dean Leonard. <laughs> you know, like, I, do, you, do you know any of these guys, Kyle? Mm, no. Um, Obviously, Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's, you know, kind of like, his, his, you know, literally two. We hate his dad, guy. right? Yeah, his dad. Yeah. What, what did his dad do in the offseason? What was he saying? He, Some, oh, he was on. He was on the train. He's of, better than Darrell Revis because of you know, just because of interceptions and stuff. Yeah, and, and he took the side of um of a homeboy from uh, Seattle. Uh, the corners. Sure. The corner. No, no, no. The, the um. Oh yeah, Tariq Woolen. Yeah, Woolen, Woolen versus Sauce. I think he was on the Woolen thing because he said production always matters more or whatever, and then whatever. He just seems like a douche who, who wanted some attention. But, um, yeah, so we so we hate Asante Samuel, so we need to score against him. But um, I'm worried. The, the thing I'm worried about with this defensive line is – it's it, or this team is the defensive line, as I said, obviously. Bosa, Mack, and then one of these guys has a couple of sacks this year, so I'm concerned with the interior defensive line and even – you know, Becton, who struggled last week, and Max Mitchell, who, who's generally a struggling player um, or not a plus average player. So how do they handle those two guys? I'm not so sure. Right. Morgan um, Fox, when we played him a couple of years ago in Carolina, Zach's rookie year, I remember him having a pretty good game. So Yeah. You know, yeah. Not so a bad, not a bad player there. 
Now, with all that being said, I know we don't really do game recaps. Go to CYJ Pod; they they do like full recaps where they actually like look up numbers and stuff of of, of the uh, of the team. But Kyle, you're going to this game um, because you got free tickets. So the people did criticize you didn't want to spend money. So of course, so of course, you get free tickets. So you have to you have to go to the game um, because otherwise you wouldn't pay. So this game that you're going to be at, Kyle, what's the uh, what's the score? What do you think is going to happen? I think the Jets are going to win this game. I think the Chargers are one of those teams that consistently disappoint, especially in primetime situations and, you know, when it matters most. I think they have some really good pieces, but their coach, you know, he got a lot of hype. I know he was a Jets coaching candidate, uh, but he seems to make some really questionable decisions. So I'm going to say the Jets win a close one. It just seems like the Jets, every win they're going to have is probably going to be a close one unless they play a straight-up garbage team. But I'll say the Jets win, and I'll say the score will be – I don't want to say – the I don't want to give the Chargers too many touchdowns because I feel like the Jets' red zone defense is pretty solid. So what score could I give where the Chargers don't have more than two touchdowns? I'll say that the Chargers score 23 and the Jets score – do I want to say the Jets score three touchdowns? I'll say the Jets score, I don't know, 26. I don't even know how that's possible. Jets scored 26. Well, that would be two touchdowns and and four fuels. Yeah. We're moving the ball in that game. Jesus, Kyle. Uh I'm hey, well, you're talking go... about how this defense is giving up a gazillion pass yards and stuff. So yeah, I'm just concerned if we Freak can out game. get to passing. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 20 to 16 Jets. 20 to 2016, two touchdowns, two field goals. We hold the Chargers to a touchdown and three field goals. Um, I, I, I really hope they can win this game. Monday Night Football, there's going to be a ton of energy there because there's like four Chargers fans in the world. So it should be 95% Jets fans at, at, at the minimum. So um, coming off of that win, going into to Vegas with a very real chance of being six and three before you enter the back-to-back games against the Bills and the Dolphins and you hope to take one. Um, should be exciting times if they – lose this game then Raiders is kind of a must win going into the Bills and the uh, Dolphins weeks so this is kind of this this is a uh it's a game if they really want to be taken seriously they fucking win this game because not only do they have to get into the playoffs just based on the record Kyle but they also have to to get have better records than teams who are also of a similar elk and the Chargers right now are three and four so if you lose to this team now they have the tiebreaker with the same record in the same conference as you yeah. not ideal so this is a huge game for later in the season so um let's freaking win it um we'll, we'll get a quick question in, or a couple of questions uh, mike do you think sauce or reed is the better matchup for allen uh to me sauce is the better player so it's sauce and um it's really because also reed is a guy who i think is a little bit jumpy and tends to open up really really quickly so if you have a guy like allen who is going to get him to be able to open up quickly you're gonna see a lot win. of michael carter too against allen though yeah yeah but i'd rather have sauce because he has that makeup speed you know he he's an elite athlete where reed is a good athlete not an elite athlete but uh, Parham, Parham is a seven, uh, seven foot, uh, foot tall and above average tight end. Okay. Yeah. So, he, so maybe he is, and that's just transparency. I don't really know a lot about other teams. Like I do, but I, I don't, I don't know. Dylan Parham is having a really good season, which actually let's see what, can you, can you look up Dylan Parham stats for this year, Kyle? I'm just, I'm legitimately curious to see if, if yeah. NY bullies blowing smoke up my ass. Cause if, if he's above average and he's a red zone threat and he has one touchdown, five catches, 70 yards, <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you. So. All right, Dylan um, Dylan Parr. Oh no, I, I'm looking at the wrong Dylan Parr. I'm looking at some offensive line guy. It's not him. How do you spell his first name? 
Oh, is it? No, is it, is it Dylan? I, I, I said Dylan, didn't I? It's Donald Parham. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, I, I was thinking Dylan because that, that was an offensive lineman from the draft like a year or two ago, right? I just I just got here. I never know when you're going to start. Typically, it's six or seven. It's definitely not eight or, or nine o'clock. Right. Uh, Donald Parham on the season has 13 catches for 104 yards and four touchdowns. And my bully, what is is that above average? No, no, you could be that hundred and four. I mean, like he's definitely a red zone threat for sure. Four touchdowns, but yeah, only one hundred four yards. I, I mean, Conklin has here. Conklin has more than one hundred and four yards, right? He's like three hundred, nearly, right? Yeah. Let's say uh, three hundred. But he is six eight, though. Let's see, Tyler Conklin. Stats. I'm looking it up too. Um, he has two twenty seven. Okay, two twenty seven. So <laughs> let's see if there's anything else. Nose kills says a uh, fun fact. Thule means fire and finish. He's fire. He's Thule. Who's oh, who's Thule? I think he's talking Thule? about the the player we were just talking about that Daniel Jeremiah was hyping up. Mm. Um, the corners are not good. Sauce uh, good against everyone. Well, I saw Bryce Hulp play pretty well against Allen and yeah, he did. That's actually that's actually right. He now Allen had some catches against Hall, but he was really really tight on a lot of those receptions. But that's but Bryce Hall, like Keenan Allen, is his, is is his type of matchup because Bryce Hall's a guy. Well, Mike, Mike Williams good. had a big game in 2020 for the Chargers in that game, right? Like he had some huge catch at the end of the game. It's a close game. I'm trying to remember who got cooked on that big catch. It's going back so many years now. I'm forgetting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm picking. So we have Rivka says Jets 20, Chargers 17. Harold has Jets 28 to 17. Career day, 320 yards and three touchdowns. This is my bull take. We'll come back to it next week. 320 and three touchdowns. Remember that, Kyle. Uh, 31 of 27 Jets from NY Bully, which is quite a lot of offense. That, that would be shocking to us, Kyle. 30, 31 points, unless it's like two pick sixes, which is possible, right? Because we did score 31 against the Broncos, right? Was it, right? I think it was 31. Um, does anyone know what's the weather going to be like on Monday? I really... I, Somebody said before, like, I, I like the rain games and all that stuff. I'm so fucking sick of going to rain games for the Jets the last two years. Can it please be a nice, like, brisk, like, 60 degrees out, no wind, just nice night? I, I just I, – I can't do the rain anymore. Um, so, so please, Donald Parham. I mean, listen, I want it to snow when Miami comes to town, but aside from no, that – yeah. No, I'm completely with that, but I rather it's yeah. I'm I'm cool snow games. Yeah, but yeah I, I'm I'm tired of seeing shitty Jets offense. So whatever we can rain. to get some more, you know, guys moving quickly and you know some more touchdowns, please. We had one good rain game, and that's with Mike White, and he's he's gone now. So uh, as long as it doesn't rain, it's actually better. Uh, a whole lot of smoke, Joe. <laughs> a whole, yeah, a whole hundred, hundred, hundred yards of offense. Okay, Kyle. So. Uh, I appreciate the chat. I will see you guys. Well, my, my film review for the Giants game should be dropping tomorrow morning. Um, I will see you back on the stream next week. I don't think there's going to be any improvements behind me for the next couple of weeks, but we'll keep working. Um, I appreciate your guys' super chats, which we had 11 today, which is quite a lot for us. Yes, um, thank those, you. Some of those going directly into the fund to get me software to draw on the screen. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. Kyle, any last words? Nope. Thanks. And uh, whoever's coming on Monday, stop by the tailgate. Joe, it's at J1, you said? J1.